MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors. This is Virginia Lottery recording session. We are rolling whenever you're ready, Sam. Coming this Tuesday, the Virginia Lottery is... Try option three. The Virginia Lottery has newly brewed and fun to do... Try four. We have a rotating selection of scratchers, online games, print and play. Actually, just read option one. Virginia Lottery, new games every Tuesday. Perfect. For more information, visit valottery.com slash Tuesday. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is March 16th, a Thursday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The son of Philadelphia Flyers interim general manager Danny Briere apologized after a video posted on social media showed him pushing an empty wheelchair down a staircase. Mercyhurst University hockey player Carson Briere issued his apology in a statement released Wednesday by the Flyers. I am deeply sorry for my behavior on Saturday, he said. There is no excuse for my actions, and I will do whatever I can to make up for this serious lack of judgment. Danny Briere, who was promoted to run the Flyers last week when Chuck Fletcher was fi- fired, said he was shocked to see his son's actions in the video. They are inexcusable and run completely counter to our family's values on treating people with respect, he said. Carson is very sorry and accepts full responsibility for his behavior. Uh, I'm sorry, how old is he, Kath? Does he say in he's any of college. Stories? I think he's in his third year of college. Okay. But he's is older. It? I think he's like 24. Oh, is, is he? he? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't realize that. Uh, a spokesperson for Mercyhurst, a school of about 3,000 students in Erie, Pennsylvania, said a code of student conduct process was underway. The actions displayed in the video make our hearts heavy and fall short of mercy belief in the inherent dignity of each person. The spokesperson said in the statement, adding the school's tradition also reminds us that students and all people who make poor choices deserve opportunities to learn, change behaviors, and atone for harmful actions. The incident happened Saturday night at a bar near campus. Surveillance video from the bar, which has been widely shared on social media, shows Briere's son Carson uh, tossing a woman's wheelchair down a flight of stairs. Two others were seen standing with Briere when the incident happened. The university says Carson and two other athletes were placed on an interim suspension from their athletic teams per school policy pending the outcome of the investigation. Carson pre- previously was dismissed from Arizona State uh, Hockey Club in 2019 for what the school called a violation of team rules. Mm. He's in his third season uh, at Mercyhurst, which also competes in Division One. And the, the woman whose chair it was, she was in the bathroom at the time? Is that right? I, I believe so. That's what I heard anyway, Nick. Yeah. That, that she was downstairs, yep. and uh, so obviously he didn't push somebody in a wheelchair downstairs. Right. It's right. a moronic thing to do. Yeah, he kind of you see him like he, he's uh, kind of like in a, a hallway, and he sits down in the chair for a little while, and then when they just get up to go walk into the bar. And he just kind of pushes Not, it nonchalantly, down. Yeah. right? Down. Sort of like, oh, I'm going to push this. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So, uh, yeah, and I read that they, there was some damage to the wheelchair, and the gal's yeah. going to have to get it repaired and all that stuff. Bounced down the stairs, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not acceptable in any way. But like, you know, if it was like a wheelchair that maybe was there just in case somebody needed it, and it got thrown down the stairs, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. But like, you can tell the difference between those wheelchairs. Like people who sure. live in a wheelchair and use right. wheelch- wheelchair every day. I mean, it's customized to them. It's, sure. you know, it's a comfortable seat. It's a, it's not like something that you're going to, you know, jump in at the airport to get from one terminal to the next. Right. You know, you you know the difference. Not that it would make it okay either way, but right. like, you you know that that wheelchair is somebody's. Yep. Yep. His, his dad's such a nice guy. Uh, right? He's such, yeah. a, such a 
<laughs> I know. Dude. I feel bad for him because yeah. now he's got to deal with that. Yeah. Talk about bad timing for Danny Breer. Yeah. 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 He just gets this job. He inherits this show uh, of a, a franchise, and they're just, you know, he has to do that job, and then has to deal with his son being yes. an idiot. His dingus kid goes and does something <laughs> stupid on camera. Oh, my God. But, I mean, uh, it goes to show how it affects, you know, everybody. Yeah. The, the flyers released the statement. Yep. Yeah. 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 Again, it, it doesn't belie a, a psychopath. It was just something stupid. But at this time, in this way, yeah. it couldn't couldn't be worse. Not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Simon Gratz High School in Strawberry Mansion will reopen to students today after it abruptly closed for asbestos. Uh, a letter to families, uh, in a letter to families, Master Charter uh, School's CEO, Scott Gordon, said all findings that needed to be remediated in order for the school to reopen are now complete and added that the air quality samples came back negative for asbestos. Officials closed the doors over a week ago when inspectors from the school district of Philadelphia found damaged asbestos on the campus of Simon Gratz High School, which also houses Simon Gratz Preparatory Middle School. Officials say the three-year reinspection of the district-owned buildings was in accordance with the Asbestos Hazard Emergency Response Act. The district recommended the school be closed for the duration of the inspection, according to school officials. Now, the uh, prep school reopened earlier this week, but the high school remained closed until officials announced it would reopen on Thursday. The school's auditorium will remain sealed off as inspectors from the school district complete their inspection that's been a little more challenging due to the room's high ceiling. Students who normally gather in the auditorium at the start of each school day will be moved to the cafeteria until classes begin at 8.05. Fire officials in Newark, Delaware, evacuated over 100 people from a local complex due to the ruptured sprinkler uh, pipe on Wednesday night. Emergency crews said that just after 6 o'clock, they were dispatched to the Fountain View Apartments for an automatic fire alarm. When units arrived, they found water damage on all floors. Officials determined it was caused by a ruptured sprinkler pipe on the fourth floor. They just wanted to make the view of the fountain available inside (laughs) at Fountain View Apartments. They wanted to be more true to the name. (laughs) Fire crews evacuated approximately 120 people from about 64 apartments. Uh, yeah, the city's building inspectors later determined the building was uninhabitable. Uh, there were no injuries as a result of the incident. Most of the evacuated residents have temporarily relocated family and friends, according to officials. Residents who un- who were unable to find housing were temporarily relocated. Uh, the American Red Cross was requested to assist with longer-term sheltering arrangements. Water damage is such a bitch when you have that, you know, and they were just looking at footage of this. It's it, It's you know, gone. Well, and, and then like the the mold that you have to yes, worry about. Like, that's the big issue. Yes. Are you going through this right now? Yeah, we had water damage uh, in our kitchen and living room and down to our basement. And the worst part is it gets your asbestos wet, which is always <laughs> yes, a nightmare. Fire officials were still on the scene at uh, eight thirty last night. All electric uh, power has been shut off for the building. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers beat the Cavaliers 118 to 109 last night. Joel Embiid had 36 points and 18 rebounds. James Harden added 28 points and Tyrese Maxey had 23. The Sixers are on the road again tomorrow night with the game in Charlotte against the Hornets. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. 
Quarterback Aaron Rodgers said that he intends to play for the New York Jets this season. Rodgers said he made the decision on Friday and is not holding up a trade. You must be out of your goddamn which, which still isn't finalized. The Packers are willing to trade Rodgers to New York. The two teams and Rodgers remain in contact as they try to work through the final stages of the potential deal, which would include restructuring his contract and agreeing on trade compensation. And at spring training, the Phillies beat the Yankees 9-8 yesterday. The Phillies take on the Tigers tonight. The first pitch is scheduled for 6.05, and tomorrow they'll host the Blue Jays for their annual St. Patrick's Day game, and we will be there broadcasting our show live from the ballpark in Clearwater. And that's what I have for you this morning. We travel today, folks. When this show is over, we hit the airport on the road and in the sky, and then we end up, as Kathy said, in Clearwater, and we'll be broadcasting tomorrow morning at this time. We'll be uh, coming up live in uh, left field. Uh, at the park, and uh, we have a, a lot of people that we're scheduled to talk to. Hopefully, that's all going to come together uh, as we uh, just see what's going on and uh, and uh, how the season might play out. We'll it's see. Been how the years since is. we've done this. Yeah. Every time we did it prior to all the nonsense, it was always a blast. Yeah. So, and then this on St. Patrick's Day, it's going to be terrific. Yep. So, and then we hit the road and we go to Orlando after yeah. that. Yes. And then we are at uh, Universal Orlando Resort, which was, you know, we've called Orlando, uh, I'm sorry, we've called uh, Universal Studios, but Universal Orlando Resort is the actual name of all the parks. And uh, we are excited because on Sunday we're doing a tour of the park, and then Monday we broadcast live. They have this great studio set up there, and uh, we'll bring you all the excitement of what we've experienced, and then... Hopefully, you'll be able to experience it for yourself because we are going to start giving away trips all next week. On Monday, we give away the yeah. first trip, and I'll get to the details on how that's going to happen, but there will be uh, others to give away through the course of the week on MMR. It's awesome. And we want to share the love and send you there, too. So I love how the studio, and they, you're right, Preston, they have sort of a state-of-the-art studio set up down there just for this, but mm-hmm. the main door is like a submarine door. Yeah. It's got the red turning you know, circular hatch. thing you hatch, yeah. yeah, so uh, we're stoked about it, and uh, we'll carry you along every inch of the way. We have some other things to take place, though. Today, a couple of guests on the show. Burt Kreischer is checking in, and he's got a new comedy special called Razzle Dazzle, which is on uh, Netflix. And we will uh, chat with him uh, around 820 or so. And then later on, we're going to have actor Adam Shapiro who is an Abington native. He lives in Los Angeles, but he has a company called Shappy's Pretzels, and it's a uh, it's a Philadelphia pretzel shop. And he was asked by Jimmy Kimmel to, to add to the list of things that people would receive at the Oscars recently uh, to set him up with 4,000 pretzels for the audience. 4,000 Philadelphia pretzels. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And uh, not only that, he's an actor. His wife is an actor. Yeah. Uh, she was in the Inventing Anna uh, yes, series, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the one of the main players in that. And so we'll talk to him later on. That's a pretty cool little yeah, setup. That is cool. And uh, spreading the Philly love in Los Angeles and to all the celebs. And apparently, Jimmy Kim- Kimmel is a big fan of the pretzels and specifically requested those be there. That so was good promotion. I love it, yeah. On top of all that... Bruce Springsteen tickets oh, yeah. to give Man. to you this morning. And we're going to do it in a way that involves uh, some clips yes. of uh, Bruce Springsteen songs. And, and I think we didn't we didn't kick around a name, but I was thinking Bruce on the road. Oh, All right. He's something kind of cool because he's touring and Bruce has seen, he's scoured every inch of this great nation. He knows every bit of it. And he right. sings about it from time Bruce to time. Bruce on the road. 
So uh, in the 7 o'clock hour, in that first uh, break that we do after the entertainment uh, news section. Yeah, we're going to get started. We're going to play. Yeah, correct. And we'll, right. we'll play the clips for you. You identify all the songs. We'll take a caller at the end of that segment, see if we can give away the tickets. We'll do one or two callers depending on how far we progress. But we've got tickets for the show tonight. It's called Bruce on the Road. Bruce on the Road. Road. Yeah. Yeah. So it's at the Wells Fargo Center tonight, by the way. And uh, Brent Porsche is going to be broadcasting live. And uh, it's exciting stuff, man. This is a, a great day to be here. This tremendous. Morning. Tremendous. All right. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. The entertainment report is up. Stupid question. All the goods in a moment. Hang in there. Hey, want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes we snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to give away, by the way, a pair of tickets as MMR presents uh, Rival Sons, the Dark Fighter Tour with the record company and special guest Starcrawler. That's coming on Saturday, June 3rd at Franklin Music Hall. Uh, question I have for you. We're going to do a cereal question. Cereal? Yes, as in <laughs> breakfast cereal. What was the original brand of cereal Whose mascot was named Cornelius? Cornelius. Yeah, two one five two six three WMMR. What was mm. the original brand of cereal whose mascot was named Cornelius? Two one five two six three WMMR is the number. So today, what do we have here? The sixteenth of March. We'll start with a guy who I think we all were maybe a little suspect of until he put his music out, and then we said, "Yeah, real deal." Wolfgang Van Halen. Oh God, yeah. And he turns 32 years old. I remember when he was announced as the bass player after a whole, you know, Michael Anthony thing. Uh, it seemed like a complete nepotism move. Completely. Yeah. And they're like, okay, what? No, I, I guess I get it. Yeah, you want to give your son a shot, so on. And and but no, he real wrote and performed everything on this album. Yeah. And had that, to build a band to tour. That's hard enough as it is. But but the fact that he that he wrote these really good songs and pulled it all off himself is insanely uh, impressive. And he's a, from what we can see, like a nice guy. Seems like a really, really nice guy. guy. He's kind of a quiet yeah. guy. Uh, but he turns uh, 32 years old. I love this song, man. This is great. 
Uh, but he turns 32 years old today. He'll always be kind of a kid. Yeah. Because you know, he was Eddie's kid. It's but so weird. Yeah. Happy so 32nd we- birthday to uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. Uh, Chuck Willery has his wow. birthday. Was uh, Love origi- Connection. Originally uh, on Wheel of Fortune, yep, and then uh, made his way to Love Connection. I love the Wheel of Fortune when they used to have those, uh, the uh, you, shopping. You, you go shopping mm-hmm. yeah. for stuff that they pre-selected. I like that stuff. Yeah. yeah. A lot Although, of it was... at the time, I was way too young. I'm right. like, a grandfather <laughs> clock? There was a, there was a bike right next to the grandfather. Right, right, yeah. took, you know? But, uh, it was kind of, and then you'd it. put the rest in the gift certificate. And I've mentioned this before. There was a show uh, called Lingo Thank that you. he was a host of. I remember I Lingo. I liked Lingo. It was good. It was the original Wordle, I think. Right? Kind of like that. Yeah. yeah it, was, it, it was a word-oriented game. They never rebooted Lingo. And no. He was and, the one and only host. And and with my ASMR, there was a there was a part where they would reach into this bag that mm-hmm. had these balls, and it would <laughs> make this noise, and I loved it. That, that was the other too. game show, Cunning Lingo. Cunning oh. Lingo. Steve, <laughs> actually, uh, they did just reboot it. Did they? Yeah, and you yeah. know who the host is? Is RuPaul. Shut up. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I lost on Quizzo the other night because I didn't know who the new host of Lingo, Lingo was. Wow. Yeah, well, it's funny. actually good news, though. Uh, Chuck is 82 today. Wow. Uh, the great Nancy Wilson, guitarist of heart, celebrates her 69th birthday today. Former uh, wife of Cameron Crowe? Uh, that is correct, oh. yep. And uh, sister to Ann Wilson. And I think they repaired their bad relationship. Yeah, it, it's, it seemed like such a waste because, I mean, they're... they're Rock royalty. Oh, most definitely. I I, I go back and, and check out some stuff from Heart and am just impressed with their musicianship. Uh, so Nancy turns uh, 69 years old today. It's Eric Estrada's birthday, too. Ah. Punch! <laughs> Punch a, from Chips. One of the earliest memes I can recall. Celebrates his 74th birthday today, so happy birthday to you, Ponch. You know what's funny is that uh, he, he enjoys that Ponchitude, like he has fun with it now. I'm sure. You see him interviewed. I think mean, that's what got him to the dance. Uh, we also have actor Victor Garba, uh, who uh, Legally Blonde was on the other day. Yeah. He plays the, the head of the, the law firm. Uh, that L starts to work for, it and he you know, hits on her. And Absolutely, like that. yeah. Uh, but he was in Titanic, great um, in Titanic. He was in Alias and Argo, yes. great movie as well. So he turns uh, seventy four years old today. Uh, the stunningly beautiful Brooke Burns, mm. uh, and she's become a Hallmark darling. She's been oh god, yeah, yeah. She's she's really good. You don't need a lot to pull those off, but right. uh, you know she's got the right look. Uh, Baywatch, and she was the host of that show Dog Eat Dog for a while. I, I like that stupid I th- show. I thought it was good, too. Any show that has an in-studio pool is A-OK by me. <laughs> uh, she's 45 today. Hey, it's mm-hmm. Rodney Pete's birthday today. Oh. Hey, former Eagle. That is correct, yeah. And uh, still married to Holly Robinson, Pete. They've, they've uh, strong. been together for a long time. So he is 57 today. Uh, Gore Verbinski, the director, brought us uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and also The Ring. Yeah. Uh, he's celebrating a 59th birthday today. Uh, Lauren Graham, who was uh, on Gilmore Girls. She was also, I don't know if she was on the, the movie or the show Parenthood. And Bad Santa, the That's show correct. Parenthood. The show, yeah, the show yeah, Parenthood, yeah. All right. 56 years old today. Uh, Kathy, you recently watched uh, The White Lotus, yes. and Alexandra Daddario has her oh, birthday. Oh, knockers. Not your knockers, your breasts. Your breasts are like... 
I've met melons. She did have. She there were a couple's bathing suit scenes, and I was like, she's got good boobs. Well, I loved it. The there's a scene where she's kind of they, they kind yeah. of doughty her down just a little bit, uh-huh. yeah. and, and 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 then she's with the, these college girls out of the pool. And they kind of snub her, and she undoes her outfit yeah, yeah. and comes walking out in her uh-huh. bikini, and they're like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. The first episode of The White Lotus, I she when she came on the scene, I was like... I- I hate like I hate the character. I was right. like I, I I and then you go into a little bit and you're like no wait I hate him I like her. Well, that's yeah. a good show. A good show yeah. will take your your initial perceptions and sort of screw uh, screw around with it. Yeah, and you end up like totally on her side. We had her in the studio when she was promoting uh, Percy um, Percy Jackson. 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 Yeah, yeah. she's it. phenomenal. Uh, she is 37 today. Uh, and then I save the best for last. Local fella by the name of uh, Joel Embiid. Hey! What great audio. He uh, says, it's Joel, the pizza's here. <laughs> Joel, the pizza's here. That is, uh, that's Matt Cord <laughs> announcing him at uh, the Sixers game. Uh, so Joel turns uh, 29 years old today. Oh, God. Had a win last night. Yeah. A wonderful thing. So that's a great birthday present for him as he wakes up this morning. The shirt I'm wearing is 29 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so happy birthday to you, sir. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. What was the original brand of cereal whose mascot's uh, name was Cornelius, 215-263-WMMR, and we will go to Mike, see if we can get the answer. Hi, Mike. Hi. Hi, Mike. <laughs> All right, Mike, uh, do me a favor. Tell me what cereal had the mascot named Cornelius, please. What, would it be uh, Kellogg's Cornflakes? And that would be correct. <laughs> Kellogg's Cornflakes. Hang on, Mike. We're going to give you a pair of tickets as MMR presents Rival Sons, the Dark Fighter Tour with the record company and special guest Starcrawler. And that is Saturday, June 3rd at Franklin Music Hall. Tickets are on sale now at AXS.com. So what was Cornelius? Cornelius, I believe, was the rooster. rooster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. All right. So Brooke Shields, new documentary, Pretty Baby, made headlines at the Sundance Film Festival. Due to her revelation that she was sexually assaulted in her 20s and in a new interview with People Magazine, uh, she revealed it was a powerful Hollywood executive who assaulted her over 30 years ago. She says, it's taken me a long time to process it. I'm more angry now than I was able to be then. If you're afraid that you're rightfully so, uh, and they are scary situations, they don't have to be violent to be scary. She said she never went public with the sexual assault until the documentary because uh, she thought, no one is going to believe me. And she said, people weren't believing those stories back then. I thought that I would never work again. Oh, no. they, th- And that's the bitch of it. Is it yeah, and it's her situation to deal with. And it's her story, and she can deal with it as she wants. There's a part of it that says, the fact that this scumbag is walking around and not having to be held accountable for this is horrifying. And that's kind of the power that people held back then. And, so, and, yeah. and in some cases today as well, it's gotten a little bit better. But they, they knew it. They knew it. You want to be a star? You yeah. better keep your mouth shut. And the industry protected yes. them. Yes, like absolutely. There were a ton of people that knew about Harvey Weinstein. Yep. Sexual assault happened at the lowest point of my career, she said. Uh, she was a recent graduate from Princeton University, I'll remind yes, you. Yes, yeah. Uh, and booked a meeting with a Hollywood executive. The meeting took shape as a business center. She said, I thought I was getting a movie job. Uh, the dinner ended with a Hollywood executive bringing her back to his hotel room, where he proceeded to assault her. She said, I didn't fight, I just froze. And she blamed herself 
for the assault afterwards. Said I kept saying I shouldn't have done that. Why did I go up with him? I shouldn't have done that. Had that drink at dinner. Mm. Uh, she said it was really easy to disassociate because by then it was old hat. And because it was a fight or flight type of choice, uh, fight was not an option. So you just leave your body and uh, you're not there and it didn't happen. You know, it's pretty wild. Yep. In her two part documentary, which Variety called Fascinating and Accomplished and its rave review out at Sundance, um, Shields opens up for the first time about her earliest experiences in Hollywood. The film uh, tracks her rise as a child advertising model to her sexualization in movies starting at 12 in Pretty Baby in 1978 and then 15 in Blue Lagoon. Uh, the documentary is helmed by Lana Wilson, best known for her Taylor Swift documentary, Miss Americana. How old was she when she did the um, No One Comes Between Me and My... Well, since I I would think Jeez. she was probably around thirteen or fourteen, Steve, because it was that was right before Blue right? Lagoon. Yeah, uh, so she's fifteen. She was fifteen in Blue Lagoon. I'm uh, guessing. Uh, so Brooke Shields' Pretty Baby debuts uh, April third, and that'll be on Hulu. If you would like, I want to see that. that. Yeah, thruples, thruples are becoming the new it trend in Hollywood by the sound of things. Since Selena Gomez is the latest celebrity speculative to have joined a relationship as a third with none other than married couple Nicola Peltz and Brooklyn Beckham. What a dream come true. Because they're super interesting people. While fans have been theorizing about potential three-way relationships since the launch of Selena's mental health-focused documentary, My Mind and Me, uh, Nicola now seems to be in on the theory as well. The trio were seen looking very cozy in clips from the documentary viewing party, leading fans to wonder about a potential relationship blossoming between the three stars. There seems to be all sorts of canoodling. In this studio, on on this show... Who do you think would be most likely to break into a thruple? Stop it. Uh, Go ahead. Where, uh, where, where do you think that's going to go? Who do you think is going to be the most viable thruple? I think I'll, it'll be, I'll do it. I think it'll be me, Nick, and Casey. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I think hold so. On. Actually, you know what? Dude, that is probably the most likely. <laughs> God. Well, it, oh makes it makes the most sense. Yeah. I, I mean, Marissa and Kathy are just out. Yeah, That's yeah. all there is to it. And I'm, I'm, ain't gonna happen. I'm too much of a loose cannon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we by, just said the assault story. Yeah. By default. No, but this is all. This is consensual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve, I, I just found out um, a friend of mine is in. Um, she's the third. Yeah. In a horrible situation right now, wow. and I was. Um, she's she's very content with it. Um, it is a little odd for her because uh, it's two married people, uh, to a man and a woman, and then she's a woman, obviously, and, and uh, she's the third. Uh, but they're all getting along just fine right now. In my 20s, that could have been fun. Yeah. To trouble it up? It could have been a thing oh, God. For, for a little while to try it out and have some fun. Hey, I nailed sure. your wife. Yeah. <laughs> We're a thruple. Yeah. Push your hands down. We're a thruple. <laughs> she uh, says there's zero pressure, and she she finds comfort in that. And she right. she just came out of another relationship. So that, where there was a lot of pressure of actually being in a relationship, this is mostly sexual. It's, it's kind of another term. It's kind of a, a, a swinging variant. Uh, a former intern of ours uh, was for a long time, might still be a part of a thruple, and... Loved it. Or continues to love it. So, uh, Selena has even gone as far as to share a picture online with a bit of a fun caption that says, uh, fine, calls us a thruple, and then they has- she hashtagged forever plus one. Uh, now, Nicola is igniting the rumors, a la uh, Ireland's own Una Healy, after opening up about a relationship with Selena and mentioning her husband, Brooklyn. She said, we... Are uh, three best friends. The three, three best, best friends that anyone ever had. Sure anyone ever had. Uh, she told Cosmopolitan UK of uh, Brooklyn and Selena's relationships, too. 
uh, teasing, uh, saying, well, she said in a teasing way, yeah, we're, we're, we're a thruple. We're like a thruple. How much more problematic does a quintuple get? Oh, that's got to be twice no, as bad. Yeah, There's always two so. people sitting out. But it's and only we're three. we're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. <laughs> Uh, the tongue-in-cheek comment comes after Nicola described how their relationship started to grow after having clicked at the Academy Gala last September. She said, then we became be medical. super close, super close. Uh, and she said, I feel like she's my soul sister. I love her so much. And who are these people? This uh, is, so, Brooklyn Beckham. Is related Vic- to Victor- David? Victoria Beckham and David Beckham's Son. kid. Oh, yeah. oh, oh gotcha. Uh, and Nicola Peltz, who I'm not familiar with. She is a model. She's also, I think, part of a wealthy family. And the word is that Victoria Beckham and Nicola Peltz don't get along. Oh, really? That's the word. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, you know me, I'm a huge Vanderpump Rules fan. Sure. Yeah, this you is know the world this. I live in. Uh, well, we're going to go to Canada for a moment. Viewers of the Juno Awards... Got a big surprise this week as a streaker walked onto the stage while Avril Lavigne was introducing an act. Wearing pink pants and a matching pink bandana, a topless woman calmly walked on stage with phrases like land back and save the green belt written all over her body in black marker, apparently protesting a highly controversial development deal in Canada's green belt region. And at first, Levine tried to ignore her and then finally turned and yelled, get the F off. <laughs> and with a laugh, uh, she flicked the protester's breast and said it again. Stop it. And it was at about that point during the broadcast that a security guard finally walked uh, calmly on stage and led the woman away. Uh, as for the awards portion of the show, uh, Levine picked up a fan choice award for her album called Love Sucks. Uh, and speaking of her, there is a tell-all documentary in the works about Avril Levine. Uh, details about the project are very scarce at the moment. Initial reports only cite vague insider sources who claim that the film is currently in production. Per the sources, the documentary will take an in-depth look at Levine's life and decades-long career, uh, saying from how she got her break in music to the renaissance she's currently experiencing. I can't wait for that. Uh, it'll apparently also dive into her personal life and explore the many public relationships that she has had, presumably addressing her most recently split with Mod Sun and the new fling with Tyga. So we're not sure if that's really Wait a second. Tyga is uh, Jenner's, uh, Kylie Jenner's ex. Oh, really? An incestuous world. Yeah, so it's not confirmed that those two are together, but there is. Well, you can dream, can't you? We can dream. Uh, Two months after Todd and Julie Chrisley reported to prison, their son, Kyle Chrisley, was arrested in Tennessee. See, one side of the picture, the whole family falls apart. Uh, He was booked for felony aggravated assault before posting bond set at three grand on Tuesday. I would have arrested him for the show. Uh, TMZ reports, uh, according to police, his boss claims he threatened to kill him before beating him up. Uh, Kyle also allegedly had a fixed blade knife on him. Uh, So, yeah, they arrested his ass. Uh, This is interesting. Tom Hanks' son, Chet Hanks. Okay, so you have Colin Hanks, who seems to be on the right path and seems like a good guy. We've talked to him before. Yes, Chet, not so much. Chet has a a bit of a checkered past. So uh, he and actor Eric Andre appear to be having a beef. Uh, During a recent interview with Rolling Stone, Andre said Chet was, quote, dangerous while on the set of the Eric Andre show. And he said he is emotionally disturbed. (laughs) He said he stole a motorcycle and rode it around. He almost knocked a bunch of uh, grips and gaffers off of their ladders. 
and he said he's not well. How did Colin Hanks come out so good and Chet Hanks come out so bad? So according to page six, Chet took to his Instagram stories to respond to these comments on Tuesday night, and he called Andre a pussy and a bitch. <laughs> that doesn't seem very Tom wow. Hanks-ish. Yeah. Wow. A shirtless Hanks said that he was, quote, just going along with the vibe of the show, saying that Andre seemed <laughs> genuinely nervous and easily scared. So following this, Andre shared a video to his Instagram stories. I love that Eric Andre put... Chet Hanks' stuff on his Instagram. Yeah, so he goes on to, uh, on his Instagram story saying, guys, everything Chet Hanks just said about me <laughs> is an effing bold-faced lie. He is an effing liar. He is an effing liar. liar. Uh, and he said, and I did, I love this part. You. Uh, and I dare him to take an effing DNA test to prove that Tom Hanks is his effing father. <laughs> oh, my God. How liar, is that possible? Liar, liar, whore, and you know it. Uh, so, Yeah. Chet, Chet oh, Hanks wow. seems like he'd be more suited to be Nicolas Cage's son. Yes. Right? This will be fun to watch. Yeah. 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 This continues on. So We should start a beef with Chet Hanks. Yeah, if we, if we just kind of get in the mix yeah. with all of this. Well, then we'll Would it be wild if Chet Hanks turned out to be our best friend ever? Yeah. The be- best, best friend, friend ever is Chet Hanks. Thanks. All right, so let me see what else I have here for you. Um... Let's go with this. Yeah, The Bachelorette. During Tuesday's Women Tell All episode of The Bachelor, Charity Lawson was announced as the next Bachelorette. So they have a new one, Steve. Yeah, so I ended up watching about 25 minutes of, I guess it's the episode where The Bachelor goes and he was meeting the families of his two likeliest candidates. Okay. Jesus Christ, it was horrific. And the guy is just dumb as dirt. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what woman? I, and he's not even th- that good looking. Like, I'm like, what's the sell here? And even the family, like, the, the family's like, really? Yeah. Well, he's uh, he's the bachelor, and now they have a, an official bachelorette. So what's she like? I don't know, and I did not look her up either. Charity Lawson, if anybody wants to do a, sh- a search on her, uh, was announced as the next bachelorette, and uh, host uh, Jesse Palmer asked Lawson to he's choose... He's a moron, too. ...between the bachelorette or bachelor in paradise while playing a game of this or that. I love you. Uh, when Charity chose... Uh, no, no, I'm the host. The bachelorette... <laughs> He gives the host a rose. No, 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 no. The, the lady's over there. Who? Uh, so uh, when, wait, I lost my place here. When Charity chose the bachelorette, Palmer said, I love place. Well, I'm glad you said that because, Charity, I want you to be our next bachelorette. <laughs> and she replied, no, stop. Is this for real? No way. No way. Is this for real right now? I'm going to cry. Are you kidding? No way. I'm going to cry. It's a yes. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. I'm reading this verbatim, by the way. <laughs> She's pretty, as you would imagine, yeah. and they definitely do that. So uh, I have no idea personality-wise what she's like. Oh, it's so, it, it, it's, it's so formulaic. Yeah. I mean, annoyingly formulaic. All right, I think we have a piece of audio of this. Uh, yesterday, Ryan Reynolds and T-Mobile released a joint statement announcing that the company has acquired the Deadpool actor's phone company, Mint Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. For a tidy sum. 
All right, let's play a little bit of that. Here we go. I am thrilled to announce that T-Mobile plans to acquire Mint Mobile. Ryan, we are so happy to have you and the whole Mint team join the T-Mobile family. Well, I wouldn't call it a family, Mike. A family is a place for misdirected hopes and dreams. I'm hoping this will be much better than that. I'm certain that I'm finally going to fill whatever hole I have inside my soul, which possesses me to emphasize external success over quieting an inner child, futilely craving some sort of illusory acknowledgement from my now-deceased father. You okay, Ryan? Yeah, just... <laughs> when do we hug? I think we better do it. I think we better okay. do it right now. Oh, nice to have a new dad. By the way, he... <laughs> <laughs> He's just the best. Uh, he, he had said in a statement, uh, Mint Mobile is the best deal in wireless, and today's news only enhances our ability to deliver for our customers. And he said, we are so happy. Uh, T-Mobile beat out an aggressive last-minute bid from my mom, Tammy Reynolds, as we believed the excellence of their 5G, 5G network will provide a better strategic fit than my mom's slightly above average Mahjong skills. <laughs> and I'm so proud of the entire Mint team and so excited for what's to come. So $1.3 billion. Yeah. So How much at, of that is his, do you well, think? Well, he's one of the, the one of the main shareholders. He's one of the main yeah. guys. Uh, so that's it, it's, it's going to be a tidy sum. Uh, he has made some wise investments. Uh, and obviously his star power helps to sell it, and he doesn't mind getting on and selling these things. What is it, Aviation Gin? Is that his yeah. other? Yeah. Yeah, so he's doing he's doing okay. He, absolutely. Yep. Uh, let's see. A couple more things that we yeah, can couple. go to. How about this? Uh, Drew Barrymore, uh, MTV Movie and TV Awards. She is going to be the host. That used uh, to be such a big thing, and I a lot of times I'll just... It does it air on MTV? Because I don't even know where it airs anymore. Uh, I believe it does. Hang on, I have to skip to the end of the story to tell you that for sure. Uh, Sunday, May seventh, uh, Eastern Time, and uh, yeah, it says the MTV Movie right. Award. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, yes, yeah, she was announced, uh, revealed as the host in a press release sent out by MTV yesterday. Uh, which included a clip of Barrymore breaking the news herself on her talk show. Uh, she said, wow, I am so honored to have been chosen, especially this year when the show is all about the fans. Uh, so she's no stranger to the award show. She's been nominated nine times. Nine, nine times. And has taken home three golden uh, popcorn nine statues. Times. Yes, Nine times. <laughs> nine times. Uh, she first won the Best Kiss category for The Wedding Singer. Yeah. Uh, before going on to win Best On-Screen Team for Charlie's Angels and Fifty First States. And so it used to be very creative, the NTV Movie Awards. And then I, I, I guess, I don't know, they lost its oomph. She was uh, most recently nominated for Best Talk Topical Show in 2022. And in 2020, uh, she and her cinematic soulmate Adam Sandler were honored as Dynamic Duo at the MTV Awards, uh, Greatest of All Time. Uh, so the award show is going to be Sunday, May 7th, 8 p.m. Uh, you will be able to check that out. Uh, and then let's see, we got time for another quick one or two things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here is a, uh, here is a thing. Uh, and I've seen this pop up a couple of times, and I really haven't touched on it much. But in an interview with E! News published on Wednesday, Matthew Lawrence amended the comments he made earlier this month about planning to have kids with TLC's Rosanda Chili Thomas. Oh. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> Sucking on a chili dog. I'm so glad that well was done, there. Well done, Casey. Yeah. Uh, speaking uh, about his older brother, Joey Lawrence. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, he said, uh, Joe and I were commiserating about this plan that we had to have children together. 
uh, when we were growing up. And I missed the first go around, and now he's starting a new family. And I was thinking, man, it'd be great if we could do it again when I didn't have the chance to raise a family together. I uh, said, so that's what I meant by that. I didn't mean to put any pressure on somebody I was dating or anything. So he had stated he he and Chili wanted to have kids together. And right, something, right, and right. that kind of got everybody all abuzz that they're immediately going to try to make family. Because he is the ex of Cheryl Burke, the that's dancing right. pro from uh, oh, uh, yeah, Dancing yeah. with the Stars. And so they broke up. I think they were engaged or something like Wasn't that. Wasn't there another Lawrence? Like the, uh, the, the there's always the, Lawrence. A third the not yeah, in this family. Yeah, there yeah. were three boys, yeah. Joey, uh, Matthew, and, and Andrew. And, and Martin. they were married, uh, Matthew Lawrence and Cheryl Burke. And he's from Abington. All right. Matthew, uh, and he's, you know, he's the kid in Mrs. Doubtfire, Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. And that's why we spoke about this before. Yes. Yep. All right. Now I remember. All right, I think we're... Do we have clips? clips? Is it mystery clips? Mystery Are you kidding me? Really? Mystery clips. All right. So, uh, if you have never heard mystery clips before, normally I do a little setup and tell you who is talking and what they're talking about. We have no idea what this is. So, in the studio, if you know who... If you think you know who it is, raise your hand, you get to guess. Otherwise, it's a, it remains a mystery till the very end. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I did move to America... When I was very young, it has been really hard for me, if I'm being candid, to be away from family. You know, I've spent my whole 20s, basically, in another country. Mm, I have yeah, no idea. I know, I know. I don't think you guys even know this name. Okay. What uh, the f***? It is Maria Mitchell. Is Maya. Maya Mitchell. Yeah. And what the hell is she talking about? M-A-I-A. I know. I'm we got to go to Marissa. I still don't have the, the form, the information. Marissa? You guys are going to have no idea. It's a free-form show called <laughs> Good Trouble, which is a sequel to The Fosters. Maya was on the show the whole time, left last season, and is returning just to officially say goodbye this season. Oh. But the f- Good Trouble returns tonight at 10 p.m. I don't even know who the hell you are. Uh, <laughs> her face looks a little she familiar. A little familiar, does. right? Yeah. Uh, she was in the Team, Team Beach, Beach I knew it. Team <laughs> Beach 2. Yes, and Team, yeah. Beach, and Team Beach 1. She she's, played Lottie. No, she's the main girl with that. that's with Ross Lottie. Lynch. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, which, hang on, I'll get you her name in that show, Casey, in case. Uh, she was Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. I think she might be, wait, what was Team Beach Matt? 2. What was the accent? Because uh, I thought she might have been in Austin. Ozzy? Might be I did Ozzie. move to America yeah. when I was very young. It has been really hard for me. If yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And you wouldn't move to America if you're already here. You're yeah, right. Yeah. You're definitely right. All right, let's do the next mystery clip. All right, here we go. If you know, raise the hand. Here we go. You raise me. <laughs> Josh Brolin. No, not Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. <laughs> Josh Brolin. God damn it, I got it wrong. Wrong. All right, Steve, what's your guess? It's not Josh, Josh Brolin. Yes. Yeah. Right. Here's the clip. I read the book when I got the audition. I crammed it before I had to go in in person. And I, I, I started with the intention of cramming it and then actually genuinely binged it and um, became a Daisy Jones stan. Daisy Jones stan. I recognize her voice. She was in something I watched. Yeah, it's kind of the Napoleon Dynamite. Shut up. What? 
about your delicious baths? Yeah. I, I have no idea who it is, but I'm interested because I think she was in something I watched. I recognize that. All right. Magnata? All right. It's actually a show I started watching last night. It's really good. It's called Daisy Jones and the Six. It's a television adaptation oh. of a book. She plays the lead singer of the band, Daisy Jones, and that was her talking What's about her the audition name? process. Who is she? Her name is Camilla Maroney. I've, is she, Camilla Maroney, is that, was that a former Leo DiCaprio squeeze? Oh, I don't uh, know. Or is it the current Leo DiCaprio squeeze? Ooh. Nick, I send it to you. Well, she was in Death Wish, Never Going Back, Valley Girl, Marmalade, uh, Mickey and the Bear. Oh, Kathy, know. you loved Mickey and the Bear. I, that's it. Yeah. No, I'm going to find it. I what know was Mickey and the Bear? I, I have no, no idea. Okay. We don't know. All right. The show's Camilla. good, though. It's got like an almost famous type of vibe. I heard good things yeah. about it. On yeah. Amazon Prime. All right, Camilla Marone. There you go. All right, and uh, that's the last bit that we have uh, for the Entertainment Report. But we are very excited to mention to you, when we return from this commercial break, we are going to play a series of clips from Mr. Bruce Springsteen. It's called Bruce on the Road. All you have to do is identify the songs. We'll play the clip. We'll let you absorb it a little bit, and then we'll take calls at the end of the segment. But at the, at the beginning, you don't want to miss what we're going to play. And if we don't get a winner, we'll keep doing it throughout the course of the morning. And I think it's a little challenging. Well, it, it really should be because these are highly coveted tickets, and you got to work for it a little bit. Break, 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 breaking news. Oh, I'm sorry. Steve is, Morris, are you going to break this? Yeah, well, yeah. Right, Steve ahead. is a genius. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's ex, Camilla Morone. <laughs> So you were right, Steve. They dated. They are no longer together. Guess how old, by the way, Steve Morrison. I'm going to put her in the... Well, she's probably now 28. She's 25. Oh, okay. She she hit the mark. Yes, she's no no longer... uh, You're going to have to leave. She (laughs) aged out of Leo. Do you think DiCaprio wakes him up (laughs) after me? Wake up. Wake up. Your birthday. Yeah. Get out. It was his longest relationship uh, since... um, Oh, who was it? Was it Giselle Bunchen? Did he... No, 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 that was Tom Brady. Gigi Hadid, is there a high, was there? Uh, wasn't Hadid is the current. Anyway, he they they went a long time. Oh wow, to, uh, wow. Hollywood standards. Okay, <laughs> it's a lifelong relationship. Right. We'll uh, we'll monitor her yes. and yeah. see what ha- happens. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Hang out. The Bruce Springsteen tickets on the way. Burt Kreischer's on the show as well. We got other things happening too. Stay put. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Bruce, the boss, the man, the myth, the legend, has traveled this nation, and he knows it backwards and forwards so much so that he puts it in songs all the time. There are locations that you can pick out throughout Bruce's entire career that he sings about. Exactly right. And so uh, we've had Marissa take 10 Bruce Springsteen songs and isolate the moments where he mentions locations or cities or states or towns or anything like that. You know what I mean? What? It's always about location, location, location. There you go. Bruce was the guy who originally said Absolutely. that. <laughs> he All coined right. that phrase. So we're gonna, I'm going to play the clip. I'll, I will play it two times. Uh-huh. We'll let you think about Or do you think I should just do it once? Oh. I say give him two. I agree that this is a, there's a level of proper difficulty to this because yes. these are highly sought after tickets. All right. So, and then at the end of this segment, we will take a caller and see if you can identify the 10 songs. So here we go. This is a uh, first time through. This is it. And it's just that simple. Junietta Park. Junietta Park. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll play it one more time. This is it again. Bruce on the road. Oh, 
Think about that later on. You're going to need all ten titles of the songs uh, in order to win those tickets, and you'll go to the show tonight. Give me a, your best guesstimate on the duration of the show tonight. How long? Wow. Because he's legendary. Yeah, he usually does the three-hour-long show. And it's Maybe been a while since he's been here. Yeah. Good question. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say three hours and ten minutes. All right. That's just a guess. But I don't know. But he puts that was his that was Bruce's thing for the longest time. That was his legend. Was he would put on these marathon shows? Did he clock a near four hour show? Something like the, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a long time. I mean, I, I like I go to definitely at least three hour shows with my favorite band. Uh, but they're you know it's like an hour and ten fifteen minute first ha- set and then like a nice set break and then you know an hour. 15 so they'll take an intermission. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fish usually takes an intermission. Yeah. At every show. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know if Bruce. Takes intermission uh, usually. Tonight. No, there's, there's like a set break uh, occasionally, and then come back for the encore, and then sometimes another encore. But I, I'm I've just seen him stay on stage, and you all can go pee. I'll, I'll stay right here. Yeah, I've seen him a few times, and uh, it's just an unbelievable show. Remember? I wish I could go tonight. Do you remember the longest one, Nick? Longest one that I ever went to was probably. Uh, either at the Wells Fargo Center or at the, I actually got to see him at the Spectrum once. Uh, the last time I saw him was at the ballpark. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that again this summer. I'm hoping to get to that show. Hey, sure. Fish did a seven or eight hour concert one time. <laughs> no. So it was, it was uh, the Millennium. So on the, when it went from 1999 to 2000, they played it from midnight till, till uh, sunrise. Wow. Uh-huh. Nick, when I went to see Bruce, I was at the Wells Fargo Center as well. And uh, we actually, it was nice. We were in uh, somebody's suite. It was a friend of ours, and he invited us, the friend of, uh, my friend and I to go, and so we were in the suite, and it was, you know, you have drinks, you have food, yeah. whatever. And at one point, I remember we, I looked at her, I was like, what? "This is still going on." Like, <laughs> it was like you know, we had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, "He's still playing." <laughs> oh, the dude's man. like sweating blood on stage, and. <laughs> I mean, Jungle Land, the studio version of Jungle yeah. Land is uh, nearly 10 minutes long. Yeah, and you yeah. go see it live and it's like uh, 12, 13, 14 minutes long. And, wow. yeah, I mean, but it is, it's a, if you ever get a chance to go see him, and that's why these, these tickets are so coveted, it's a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm, a, I'm the fan of, a, of an intermission uh, at oh, shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a nice reset, especially if they can kind of tailor each set to something specific, you know, like a, they'll, they'll, They'll do the, the the kind of maybe some of the newer stuff in that first set, and then the the second is like okay, it's we're we're gonna bang out the hits here. You know, so a lot of times when they'll do an, an album in its entirety, yes. they'll do that. Yep. you know, and then they'll, they'll do the split, or they'll do that on on the return. Uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good mark. Yep. So that's tonight, and we'll we'll take some calls. We'll take a call at the end of the this particular segment. But I, I want to talk about something else. It's in the news. Uh, I hate to to bring this up because the the story is based on something unfortunate. Uh, about a guy who we've had a, a friendship with for a long time, Danny Briere, who is the interim GM of the of the Flyers right now. He's a great guy. And if you didn't see it, uh, his his son, unfortunately, uh, Carson, uh, did something stupid. Yeah. Did something really stupid. Uh, he's at school. He's at, uh, uh, what the school is it? Merkush, Merkhurst Mer- University? Mercyhurst. Mercyhurst. Merkenhurst. Um, Merkenhurst uh, in Erie. <laughs> And they're at a bar, and there's security video. He and a couple of people walk up these stairs at the top of the stairs, which is right next to where the, the bar opens up to, and there's a you know huge crowd in there. Uh, there's a wheelchair sitting there, and he kind of sits down in it, and you can see his, he and his friends talking. And then somebody starts to push it a little bit towards the stairs, and he just takes his hand and just knocks it all the way down the stairs. And it was someone's wheelchair a woman who was in the bathroom, it tumbles down this large flight of stairs, not just like five or six stairs, like a full flight of stairs. 
and it it uh, you know it it takes damage, and those things are expensive. And like Kathy was saying, they're usually made specifically yeah. for an individual, and the way their body is and everything. And it was just dude, that was stupid. The hell were you thinking? Idiot. And I and I have I have conflicting thoughts on this because I might have been that a hole that did that, and not because it was it was. Uh, a uh, a disabled person, and I wanted them to feel even more discomfort and pain that they've dealt with this their entire life. Just because, man, that would be funny to watch that thing roll down the stairs. You know what I mean? Well, absolutely. And then the other side of me is like, you moron, and you need to be, he- be held accountable. And if I'm Danny Briere, yeah, I'm calling them up, going, "What <laughs> the f?" Is wrong with you? Right, right, yeah. right. What did you do? Uh, totally. Danny's got a lot going on right now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he could. You never know. He could step in as GM. Yeah, yeah. But if they see this little, it sucks. It shouldn't. It shouldn't reflect uh, on. Not Danny. at all. I know. Not I know. at all. And it they, probably it, won't. Because his right. son is an adult, and I'm. I will guarantee you, Danny did not raise a son who's. Yeah. In Preston, it was a dumb thing in a dumb moment, yeah. and and that was that. And so, uh, but uh, yeah, I've been there. You know, we've we've all had incidents where you do something, and it's like it's it's like, you know, they always say the worst thing to hear is your a parent saying, "I'm disappointed in you." Right. Well, and and it's super. And now as a parent, yeah, uh, it's. <laughs> It's super frustrating when your child, who you have raised not to do things like that, has a momentary lapse in judgment, and they do it, and then you have to go, you have to say to them, yeah. what the what the f is wrong with yeah. you? Think, think think of this. Think that what if your Mrs. Hitler, right? And you oh get my God. You, you get the call. <laughs> but you know what? What did he do? <laughs> Amy, listen. You know, ultimately, he has to pay the price for this. You know, sure, and totally, so, and should. I, so I, I might, as a parent, not come down too hard on them because they, yeah. they're going to have to, you know, face the consequences anyway. Uh, there was also alcohol involved, and I'm not making excuses for this guy. But, uh, you know, I know uh, a lot of people that uh, after they've had a couple of pops, they do some... Listen, alcohol, you know... Um, a lot of if, poor decisions are... It affects are... your judgment with the very first sip. Yeah. the very first drink, it affects your judgment, you know, so... That's the time you push Kathy down the stairs. <laughs> and I, Nick, I, I, I had see you have your hand raised. I know you're going to mention something that you did silly when you were in college. Uh, I like how you use silly instead of stupid. It was not, but it's not a drunken incident, and it was me, and yeah. I was dumb. And, I, and the reason I'm going to bring it up is that I actually apologized to my dad... This past Saturday. Oh, oh, no way. Did, oh yeah. Wow. And, and I, I had sort of like, uh, Casey, you know how, like, when you make amends, you really, um, sometimes people just say they're sorry. Yeah. And you don't, you're just saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I did the first time around. Right. And, and I was, and I was like, man, dad, I'm really sorry. And it was, it was just dumb. Uh, we were, I th- maybe, maybe even shared this story before, but we had uh, donut fights. And um, we got four bags of uh, Dunkin' Donuts that were being thrown away, <laughs> trash bags filled. All right. Yeah, and uh, we all got in our cars. There was there was no alcohol involved. This, oh, this okay. Is I was talking sober. about a different incident. I, well, there are plenty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this this one's a sober one. Yeah, that one too. Um, uh, also, I apologize. For that one. <laughs> I'll do that after the show. Yeah, anyway, this can only be to told the, in San Lane. Back to the donuts. Go ahead, to um, the donuts. So, uh, Steve, the 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 whole point of this escapade was it was two or three in the morning, and right. we were um, several cars were involved 
and uh, we would open the doors of the cars while we were moving, roll down the windows, and just throw donuts at the other cars. So old enough to drive. We were, well, yeah, well, yeah, no, we were probably like 21, 22, <laughs> and we were just bored idiots right. at, at, at 2 or 3 in the morning and we're driving up. But here's what I did was I went down this um, hill in the car and I made a left while the door was open. And this, it was a, a Dodge Grand Caravan. The door slid off of its hinges oh, and, and then was scraping along the road. And so me and my oh, idiot friends no. sort of picked the door up and, like, shove it back into place. But we, it didn't work. Right. Right. Did you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I felt like Tommy Boy. And, um, oh, my God. My what poor, you do? My poor father probably had to go to work the next day, you know, when he comes out and opens up the door and it falls right off the hinges. Oh, no. And I just, it was just stupid. And I think what Danny Briere's kid did was just stupid. I don't think it was malicious. Um, and what we were doing wasn't malicious. But but I got to the point this Saturday was like, man, Dad, that probably was a massive headache for <laughs> you, and I'm yeah. I'm really sorry. I was a moron. I, I did loads of of dumb things like that. I was a bit of a vandal when I was a kid. Oh yeah, you know, I would smash mailboxes mm-hmm. and throw pumpkins through you know get cars or you know this dumb stuff. Yeah. Fire extinguishers. I, I was a moron. I should have been busted. I should have the police. Needed to talk to me, and they should have. I just never got caught. I regret it to this day. I'm not proud of it. I'm embarrassed by it. Yes. I can freely admit it now, though, and it feels yes. kind of cathartic to do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I wish um, I, somebody would have had a... Not my dad, though. I wouldn't want my dad to put the fear of God into me because he already did that with other things. But um, <laughs> there's also no security footage of you doing any of these things. Yeah, right? like that's you weren't hanging true in the too. bar being a dumbass while there was a camera up in the corner recording and, you doing and, it. And as I reflect on on fun nature of doing stupid things like that, I can't help but think of this situation. That this girl comes out of the bathroom, yeah, right. this woman who has some sort of disability, and sees that her 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 wheelchair, her her mobility right, yeah. has been thrown down the stairs, and just goes, "Really? Yeah, really? Like like I don't already have enough to deal with? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. I, I'm I'm weighing these two things here. Obviously, he needs to be held accountable for that, and and did something that probably didn't mean to be malicious, he, he, but just did it, and and wasn't thinking about how stupid that is to do something. By like the way, that. his apology yeah. seems sincere, yeah, right. So, and as as well, it should be. Uh, but yeah, again, on that, I remember Preston. I was, I was, what, fourteen, fifteen. You know, I put I put rocks in in the in the. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, in the gas. In the gas, oh my god, of a car, you know the the, the gas, gas tank, port. yeah, mm-hmm. gas tank, mm-hmm. and it was. I mean, you just totally effed up the car. Me and my friend, it's going to be funny. Yeah. It wasn't funny. No, no. yeah, no. did you get in trouble? Oh did god, you get yeah, okay. oh yeah. But also, let's uh, also take into account his friends also were right there and saw it happen and yeah. didn't like. They you know, walked like they all no, walked, they walked away. Walked Nobody in, was like, "Yo, dude, dude, just you don't do that." The bar like no, like nothing had happened. Like they were just casually, mm-hmm. "Oh, let's go in now." And so these. The, you know, these are the warnings for for my children or anybody out there. You know, like listen, yeah, we made a lot. Don't of do it in front of cameras. Wow, well, dude, there's cameras everywhere. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I was going to say that. Yeah, but like more in a. There's cameras everywhere. You know, when we were kids, Be aware. there weren't cameras everywhere when we were kids. You know, and like I remember my friend accidentally lit a dumpster on fire, um, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I remember so, that. I remember that. So, what do you call that? What, what are you, uh, so remember, a dumpster fire? Yeah. No, re- remember when you get like a book of matches and you would flick matches yeah. at yeah. friends. So he did as you that, light them, yeah, as you light them. And so he flicked the match and it like it went towards the dumpster. I don't think you know we even 
knew that it was in there. And then we ended up, we were like a block and a half away, and we turned around, and the dumpster was completely engulfed in flames. <laughs> and I start running towards the dumpster to put it out. Uh-huh. And then they all grabbed me. We were like, oh, we gotta go! <laughs> yeah. And then so we took off. But like, you know. You being, were doing the right thing. I was trying to do the right thing. Yes. You know, what's, what's funny is, speaking of no cameras, we grabbed all the matchbooks from the store that we were just at. You so know, you, you robbed the store. No, uh, matchbooks are free. Free, okay. Yeah, yeah, you could take them. But we should have been on camera taking matchbooks. True, true. Yeah, yeah. Condemning evidence. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but. Well, this this kid, um, apparently, when he was at uh, whatever other school he was at in Arizona, um, he he basically admitted to being a partier. And that's why, uh, I guess, he got let go from the team and he moved to the to the new school. So, uh you know, alcohol well, does play a part. In- more than just being a partier, he he did. Well, he, he said he wasn't as committed to the to the team, oh, okay. and he said basically I was partying too much. And he's twenty three, and I just I, I was an idiot when I was twenty three. Sure, and I, I'm, I'm still oh, an yeah. idiot, but like I was really an idiot when I was twenty three. Is, yeah. is is so. So, Kathy, has a history of this, you're saying? Or is a partying like this? Yeah, I looked up um, because he, he uh, was let go from uh, the original college that he played for, and that's why he's uh, at Mercyhurst. And well, so it, there, that's what he said. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a, you know, that, that, that last thing where you sing, where the world conspires to tell you that perhaps you should stay away from alcohol. Mm-hmm. Nick, when do you think you were, you're, you're, you, you said you're an idiot at 23. When do you think you were stupidest? When you, you did the stupidest things? How yeah, old are you? Probably About that like age? 19 to 21, 22, something like that. Yeah. And, and, and like, um, you know, okay. you, I mean, you guys have all, you know what how, what a terrible college student I was. And alcohol certainly played a, a role in that too. But like, I look back on a lot of these things, have sincere regrets. And Preston, yeah, I'm embarrassed by that behavior. I don't. I don't just chalk it up to youth, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, I made those choices willingly, so I, there was a there was a brain in there yeah. saying, "Okay, this is fun and funny, let's right. do it." But you know, it's sort of I guess group think. You're hanging out with your friends, and you're all idiots at the same time. Yeah, I was probably dumbest at the in high school. Like, <laughs> yeah. I had definitely had a fire. Um, Face, oh, no. yeah, like lighter fluid and um, or the rags. <laughs> well, I basements. Do, I lit Dumpsters. my. My uh, hand on fire one time. I thought it'd be cool if I if I doused my hand in lighter fluid. They like, called me lit hand guy, oh, dude. And then I, it wouldn't go out. I was like, <laughs> I basically had a torch hand. Ooh, <laughs> ah. so, that's when Casey got the nickname Lefty after yeah. that. <laughs> torch hand. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go to Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? Hey, so uh, when I was uh, I was around 16, 17 when I first got my license, and I didn't realize that they had like a a curfew on them. And I was trying to impress my friends. I'm I'm from uh, Lower Providence, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. near Collegeville, and uh, I just got my new car, and you know, it was not brand new, but new to me. And uh, I was going out at around two or three in the morning, ding dong ditching houses with my friends. And uh, I thought it'd be funny to try and impress my friends. Like, oh, I'm not going to do the door. I'm going to do the garage door. Okay. So I started banging on this thing. Oh, jeez. And I run back to the car, and we get out of the neighborhood, and immediately there was a lower Providence police that pulled us over. They're like, what are, you, what are you fellas doing tonight? And we're like, oh, nothing, just driving around. They're like, well, you were the only one in this neighborhood at 3 o'clock in the morning, so... We heard there's reports of ding-dong ditching, uh-huh. and we're like, yeah, you know, we we told them the whole story and everything, obviously, because we're stupid kids. 
And uh, they were like, well, this lady that you ding-dong did, she thought she was having a heart attack. Oh, so it scared her, and oh. she thought maybe somebody was breaking in, and she has started to have, like, a panic attack. Yeah. She okay. had to go to the hospital? She had to go to the hospital, yeah. Wow. Man, so... Yeah? Wow. And think about that. You're old enough to drive, yeah. and you're doing yeah. ding-dong ding <laughs> yeah. Think about that! I know. I mean, you know... Yeah. It, but I, and I and I get it, but, you know, absolutely, Patrick. At that time, yep. these are, these are the exact things that make you go, "What was I thinking? Mm-hmm. What the hell?" Oh, yeah. And and sometimes when you slip down that slope, you even know you're doing something that you're eventually going to say, "Why did I do that?" And you still do oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. put me in the back of that police car, and and I, I'm hearing my friend outside on the radio. He's like, "I'm not giving you my cell phone. I'm not telling you anything." And then my dad pulls up, and I have never done anything like that before right. in my life. I was always like a good child. He was furious. Yeah. And I thought I was going to die that night. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Well, yeah, you never forget Thanks, that. Patrick. Yeah. We have serial ding-dong ditchers in my neighborhood. Oh, really? Oh, really? And, oh, really? Even yeah, yeah, with yeah. the ring cameras? Even with the ring cameras. Oh. And, in fact, one of my neighbors has posted the videos and pictures of people doing it on yeah. the community Facebook page. Nobody's recognized the kids? I think they do, but nobody's doing anything about mm-hmm. it. I, I, even had, I even had one, one of the dads come to me one night and say, hey, tell your friend to stop posting those pictures on Facebook. And I'm like, A, why are you talking to me about yeah, it? Yeah. And and then B, I'm like, he can do whatever the hell he wants, and it's probably your kid that's doing it. Uh-huh. You don't want to post it on there. Somehow find your way into his house. Hey, can I, can I go over? Can I, can I use your bathroom and Take an upper decker. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> it's a great right? payback. A mystery. It's a silent protest. But uh, yeah, but even with the cameras, uh-huh. even with that, it's still happening. The balls. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You guys ever get caught like before you even get home? Like, because I've had on two different occasions, my parents waiting for me in the kitchen, <gasps> you, going, "What were you doing tonight?" <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "Nothing." Well, they, they're just fishing. They know yeah. the odds are probably. Oh, I no, was no. actually I was caught. I was very, <laughs> I was very good on a lot of that stuff. So when I had when my things happened. Like the gas tank thing, it was like, yeah, what? what? We went pool hopping a lot, and uh, and I went pool hopping in a neighbor, and we never did it in another neighborhood. We did it in our neighborhood. <laughs> you and you so, did a lot. You you. Even, I was an ass. Hey, <laughs> sorry, I was an a hole. What uh, would you think about? Um, sorry to interrupt. But what would you think about if kids were pool hopping in your neighborhood now? What would you think of those kids? Uh, well, I think I would have an initial reaction, and then I think I would have a. A secondary reaction where I would go, they're just kids. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think I would initially be annoyed. Listen, when I was a kid, I played in all of my neighbor's yards. I told you guys a story about me. I built a freaking zip line in my neighbor's <laughs> yard. My neighbor comes out, he's like, the hell are you doing? <laughs> in my yard? What are you doing? Didn't you dig a hole yeah. in another yard? Well, yes, but we were allowed to do that. Oh, okay. Didn't that was, you write was an after-school activity? <laughs> Your name, <laughs> Casey, on a garage door. I did. I <laughs> on on the side of a garage. Me and Patrick, we spray painted our oh, that's his right. grandfather's garage, and then my my parents are like, "Were you spray painting on the McKinney's garage?" And I'm like, "No," and they're like. It says your name on it, idiot. It says Casey and Patrick. Morons. But but I got home after pool hopping one time in my neighborhood, and my dad was waiting for me. He's like, dude, the chief of police was just at my house. He goes, you you can't go swimming in other people's pools at night. And I'm like, okay. Oh, but we would would pool hop. My mom would go with us just so, because she was worried that somebody was going to drown and get hurt. So she would help you go. So she she wouldn't help us. So we didn't go to uh, people's personal homes. Oh, you went to swim clubs. We had a a swim club right next door to us, and it was like we would hear the kids. 
every night. And, like, we rarely did it. But I remember one time being like, we, we want to go pool hopping. We're gonna, and she'd be like, all right, hold on. Let me get my shoes on. Oh, my God. <laughs> let, she would let, go with let, let me get my gun. Your parents need to write a book. You both, they need Seriously. to sit down and tell each other their stories and, and put it to paper. Oh, my dad lit his hand on fire the other day. We can talk about that. The other day. I did that, okay. too. I heard yeah. Casey did this. I wanted to try it. He was a teenager. Uh, let me go to Barbara. Uh, Barbara, good morning. Hi, how you doing? Great. What's up, Barbara? Um, my younger brother did this. Um, he and a couple of friends. He was only, pre- they were probably like 10 to 12 years old. And they didn't like this one kid in the neighborhood. And, and nobody did. But it kind of was beside the point. You still shouldn't have done it, no matter how annoying this kid was. Right. They took their hose from their house drug it across the yard and in their bottom window stuck this hose and turned it on and left it on for like four hours. Oh my God. That's a massive amount of damage. Yeah. And they never got caught. Oh my God. I remember the parents came to my parents and like, you know, we're like, we know your son did this and everything. And my parents like drew a hard line of like, no, he didn't. And it just, you know, they just never caught them because none of the parents admitted that their kids did it. Did they? But did your parents know? I think they uh, Yeah. How did you know? Did you see him do it? No, I heard the stories. Okay. You know, so. Like my, as my a, younger brother. What my younger brother was this kid in the neighborhood that like was always blowing up mailboxes. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what neighborhood? He had, a, he had a friend that like uh, put his bar, his sister's Barbies on fire. Like you know, like all kinds of crazy shit. As a parent now, thanks for your call, Barbara. As a parent now, though, if 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 my kids, if I find out they were doing something like that, I I couldn't do the protection thing. Mm. I would have to. I'd have to make good on it. I you, would have to. to you're not to, helping them to compensate for, yeah. for whatever damage took place, and then yeah, they're gonna have to learn something right. from this, you know, because uh, otherwise you just you could head down a path that'll put you behind bars somewhere. That's when you take an upper decker in your own bathroom. Yes, exactly. I, I was, in I was, their <laughs> bath. There was that family where they took. She's talking about lighting up dolls or setting fires or all that. You know, uh, uh, ding dong ditch and all that stuff. There was this family growing up in my neighborhood that was that family. They were like Jesus Christ. Anything yeah. bad that happened, and they they got on the kick one summer of smashing mailboxes. Mm-hmm. And I so I go okay, <laughs> this isn't going to continue. I got a bat. I was old enough to drive. I drove up in front of the house. They're all up front. Like, the, they got the beers and the coolers and the thing. I'm like, get, get. <laughs> I, get out, I get out of the car. They see me. I, I wind up with the bat, and I obliterate their mailbox. Oh, man, I'd love to do that. <laughs> now, mind you, they're driving around destroying mailboxes. Uh-huh. They had this ornate little German-looking... It's like... Why would you have that? Uh-huh. And um, I blasted it. Had they had they done your mailbox? Yes. Okay. Then absolutely. Yeah. And did did you just get in and leave? They did they no- say anything? I just I like in walking tall fashion pressing mm-hmm. right. got back in the car and left. They go. were so stunned. That's great. I have a, a friend of mine Joey uh lives on uh in Broomall and he had his uh, mailbox stolen, just just straight, not not obliterated. They just took his his. By the way, isn't isn't that technically a felony? I, I don't it's even a federal know. offense. Right? But I I ran into him at Wawa. I am a I am an adult with three children at this point. And he goes, "Hey man, uh, you didn't like take my mailbox, did you?" And I was like. <laughs> What? <laughs> yes, I did. As a matter, he's like, you did. I was like, no, I didn't. I'm a, I'm a grown up. I'm like, why would you think it was a great? He's like, well, I thought it was either an a hole kid or somebody who would play a joke. 
And you would be the person who would play a joke. And I'm like, well, it was not me, but... Uh... <laughs> That's the reputation you have. <laughs> I'm going to go to Dave next. Hi, Dave. Morning, bud. Morning, guys. How's it going? Good. What's up, man? Casey could probably relate to this one because he's from right. Delco. Casey, <laughs> Widener University. Uh, the, old, the old Memorial Stadium up in Chester. Oh, yeah. Here, there. Uh, winter of 83. Major snowstorm. Major snowstorm. We used to hang at the radio station, WDNR. Um, security was always giving us problems, and we went up to the top of the stadium to watch the security guard go into the phone booth, which is about, you know, stadium is about maybe two or three stories high. Okay. And took a big block of ice and dropped it from the top of the stadium onto the top of the uh, that must That must have sounded like a bomb went off inside yeah, of that thing. Oh all, the, all the windows shattered out of all you. <gasps> what do you have? Son of a bitch this and son of a bitch that. And yeah. Yeah, we took off. We took off through the stadium all the way down through Stetzer Elementary. And God knows what happened to that poor guy. i got to be honest with you. Never saw him up there again. You never knew? You didn't know that there was somebody inside the phone booth? Oh, no, no, he no, did. They, they watched did. him they go watched in. Him go in. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here's the funny thing, Dave. In the very, very beginning of your story, you go, you know, security has always given us problems. <laughs> I think it was the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, we were not very we, – our biggest problem was we were friends. Two of my best friends, their, their fathers were Chester cops, so we got away with a lot. <laughs> there I mean, you go. The tip of the iceberg. That, I mean, that poor guy. I mean, he was probably in his 60s, 70s. Oh man! Oh man! He had a heart attack. How do you feel? Exactly. How, how do you exactly. feel? Yeah. How do you feel about it now, Dave? Oh, you know what? You guys brought this up. I haven't really thought about it much until today. Uh-oh. <laughs> Listen, if you if you do have the opportunity, and probably not, because the guy probably, as you assume, died that night of a heart attack. But if you could do something that makes, you know, maybe it was grandkids or something, yeah. you know. And when you have a, I think I'm the guy that kills your father. Yeah. When you have a friend whose parent is a police officer, I mean, we got out of so many parties just be, he would like alert us that they were that they were coming to bust <laughs> the party on the inside. seriously he would call his son and say they're on the way to the house like his son would have to tell him where he was going that would, weekend and would we, he do anything about like trying to curb his son's behavior to keep him from well, no, was, doing things where the police had to get no, involved it, it was all of us they were like house parties you know and so if yeah. it would get too loud we no i don't think so or may you know i don't know what happened in their home maybe he did and the kids just kept going but i mean we would get his father would call us and say get out of the house they're on their way is it kind of the or same i'm on my way sometimes he would come is yeah. it kind of the same dynamic of like uh like uh lori singer and footloose like the preachers that like the 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 police officer's kid is more likely to rebellious. be rebellious. Yeah, I mean, listen, they were they were a really good family, but okay. and I was grateful because I didn't really get in trouble that much. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, listen, I I want to wrap this up because we got Burt Kreischer coming up. We have to do this contest. Yes. We got the bizarre file and all that stuff. But thank you for your calls. I apologize. We're gonna have to clear the phone lines. Um, uh, and and by the way, I, I I'm you know my my heart goes out to Danny. Yes. he's such a good guy. And he's got to deal with this uh, this public nightmare right now. And I have nothing to predicate this on other than we know how nice a guy he is. So I assume his son is not, you know, a Charles Manson. Right. So, uh, but, you know, you, you, you do something, you screw up, you got to, you, you know, yeah. you got to do it. Yeah, you got to pay the fiddler. Yeah. And uh, and then hopefully you learn after that. Right. And you don't do stupid stuff like that anymore, man. And I feel terrible for the person who owned that wheelchair because right. that's just a slap in their face. Yep. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take call. We're going to start with caller number uh, seven. No, you know what? No, no, no. It's not a good number. This is the first caller. 
We'll what? Do, yeah, okay. we'll do. We'll That's do ridiculous. We'll do first caller in. Is that okay? Yeah. What? Uh, and they need to identify these Bruce Springsteen songs, which all have location mentioned. All right, uh, 215-263-WMMR. Now, I honestly, and, and I'm a, I, I know I know all the hits by Bruce. I know a handful of the deeper cuts, and I, I'm not well-versed in the boss. Right. And I only know, like, six of these songs. I think I'm so probably. So this is for a fan. I, I'm probably in the same ballpark. I disconnected at a certain point. Uh, I, there's a lot of Bruce I love, but so I'm about where you are, Preston. Okay, so 215-263-WMMR. So we made this a little bit on the difficult side, yeah. so we make sure that a fan gets these tickets. So. Yeah. All right, so we'll You're go. You're taking up a ticker. We're going take... <laughs> to take one caller now and see if we can get a winner, and if not, we will, after the Bizarre File, do the same thing all over again, take another caller and see if they can identify uh, all 10 songs. By the way, it started off, Marissa had like 15 songs. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a concert is, of its own, which is awesome because she went above and beyond. Uh, but I'm like, trim it down to ten. Let's let's keep it in the uh, the realm of of uh, not crazy. I didn't realize he mentioned location so many times. Yeah. All right. So we'll go to Greg, our for, first caller. Yes, Greg. Yes, Greg. Hey, Greg. Hey, how you doing? Awesome, buddy. All right. So, how confident do you feel on getting these tickets? Uh, well, I'm gonna take a yeah. Okay. That sounds <laughs> so moderately confident. confident. All right. Uh, I am not going to stop you at any point in time. I want you to go through all ten titles, and I'll let you know if you are correct or incorrect, right? Yep. All right, go uh, ahead. Atlantic City. Keep going. Uh, Thunder Road. Jungle Land. Wrecking Ball. Jersey Girl. Streets of Philadelphia. Um, racing in the Street. Mary's place, and Jesus was a priest. Uh, all right, I'm going to tell you, you got three and a half correct out of that. Three and a half. Yeah, one, one of them didn't have the correct title, but yeah, great. sorry, bud. Nice, terrible try, but it's all good. Oh, you need is six and a half more. Thank you anyway, Greg. All right, so I first time out, first caller, wanted to, yes. see, wanted yeah. to test. How difficult this is. If it if it becomes really, really hard, we'll take multiple callers as we go through. Uh, are we going to give any hints? Uh, no, not yet, but maybe later right. on. We'll see, see about I that. I choked up with that. All right. Um, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll do it again. Uh, I'll play it before the Bizarre File. Yes. We'll take a caller after the B-File and see if you can get those tickets for the Springsteen Show tonight. Bruce, on the road, Wells Fargo Center. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. 
Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, I'm going to play the Bruce on the Road montage for you. And at the end of the Bizarre File, I will solicit for a caller to tell us what all the titles are. And then in between that, Nick, you can do that thing you told me about. That you all have right. Moment. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play this clip, listen closely, identify all ten titles, and you can win the Bruce Springsteen tickets. Here we go. Ten songs are represented in that montage, so write those down, hang on to it, because at the end of the B-File, I'll ask for a specific caller to take a shot at winning those tickets. All right, we'll do the B-File. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And this morning, it is brought to you by Shockit. Unfortunately, it's not a question of if your business will be hit by a cyber attack. It's a question question of when. Be prepared by protecting your business with shockit.com. That's shock it or shock it.com. It says, yeah. yeah, shock. All right, so listen to this, man. A suspected thief crashed a helicopter <laughs> while trying to steal the chopper at a California airport. The Sacramento police said someone trespassed onto the Sacramento Executive Airport overnight and attempted to start four helicopters (laughs) sitting on the tarmac. Uh, The person was able to start one of the helicopters, and the chopper crashed, and the suspect fled the area. An image taken by a local news outlet shows a helicopter on its side with the tail boom cracked and rotors smashed. Uh, it is a uh, Bell 407 heavy left helicopter that can be employed for various uses, including firefighting. You're in that helicopter. <laughs> You're nothing but a chameleon, hey. lemon-headed, coward, terrorist. And I'm, I'm after, after you, buddy. <laughs> uh, no arrests have been made. Uh, so they haven't gotten that guy yet. We'll see that lemon head. <laughs> That's why he's so upset, that lemon head. Yeah. An Oklahoma woman was seriously injured after her neighbor's escaped monkey attacked her, pulled her hair, and almost ripped her ear in half. Those things are freaking strong. And they go, you remember that we called the gal chimp face? Yes. She had her, her face ripped apart by a chimpanzee years ago. Her face ripped off? Her hands ripped off. They go after those soft yes. targets, uh, nose, lips, uh, and ears. Uh, the attack was initially reported on Sunday when officers received a call regarding an aggressive monkey on someone's porch. Come again? 
After police arrived, the monkey attacked Brittany Parker, uh, the monkey's owner's the, the monkey owner's neighbor, and pulled her hair and bit on her ear. He she said he ran up my back, jumped onto my head, pulled the hair out, and then ripped my ear in half like you would a piece of paper. Wow. Following the attack, the monkey ran into a wooded area where officers later heard a family friend of Parker's shoot and kill the primate. Shot the monkey. Yeah. Shot, Shot the, the monkey. monkey. <laughs> uh, police chief, the police chief said, as we were looking for the primate, two shots were fired. The shots came from the area of the victim's residence. Officers went to the back of the house and found that a primate, uh, pri- a family member of the victim shot and killed the primate. Parker was then transported to a nearby hospital for treatment. And, uh, Do you think they fired the gun twice into the air and said to the monkey, leave town? Maybe. Just, to, just Thank you so much. I, I was crazed. I'm No, I, I'm not that way. Authorities said that the primate's body was sent to... I tore her ear in half. ...an Oklahoma disease laboratory for testing. Uh, he said o- I didn't push a wheelchair down the steps. Oklahoma law currently permits residents to own almost any exotic animal except a native bear or native large cat species. <sighs> wow. Uh, which is pretty wild. Maybe so that's... That's why Tiger King and all those guys are out there in Oklahoma. Right. Yeah, sure. Except for the large cat species. Is this your gorilla? Yeah. Uh, it's still early, but soaps.com is already calling this the most bizarre crime you'll likely read about this week. It involves Forbes March, a 49-year-old former soap ap- opera veteran who starred in such programs as All My Children, As the World Turns, and One Life to Live, and who's now being accused of stealing used cooking oil from a restaurant. Uh, March and a second man, Oscar Guardado, were arrested earlier this month in upstate New York after being busted outside of an eatery called Michael's Diner. Cops <laughs> responded to a call on the night of March 2nd about two suspects siphoning used cooking oil from the storage container in the back of the restaurant. Is the purpose, some cars will be modded to burn that cooking oil? Yeah, and that's what they were probably going to sell it as is fuel. The container. Uh, was said to belong to a company called Buffalo Biodiesel, which uh, collects cooking grease from eateries in a dozen states and then converts it into the biofuels. Mm. Uh, so thefts of uh, cooking oil have been ballooning over the past few years as fuel prices have gone up. Uh, so why would an ex-soap opera actor yeah. need this commodity? It's not entirely clear, but Deadline notes that March owns and runs a firewood delivery company from his farm in the Catskills. Uh, the cooking oil that March and Guardardo uh, allegedly tried to steal was worth about $1,000. Soap opera music. We're both hit with uh, felony grand larceny charges and released, and they're set to appear in court at a later date. A 14-year-old was killed, and two other teens were hospitalized Tuesday after a vehicle crashed into them while they were riding horses oh, wow. that the Dallas Police Department says were stolen. Uh, two of the horse you never hear people stealing, no, stealing horses. horses? Um, Horn swagglers? <laughs> two of the horses also died. Police responded oh, really? uh, yeah, to the crash. They got hit by a car. Around 5.30 a.m. on Tuesday. Yeah, the preliminary investigation has determined that uh, the three riders appeared to be juveniles, and the horses were stolen. The 14-year-old died at the scene, while the two other riders, the 16- and 17-year-old, were taken to a local hospital where they remain in stable condition. When a horse is part of a high-speed chase, do you put a sugar cube strip across the highway? Yes, so they will stop, stop and eat yeah. the sugar cubes. Uh, one of the horses uh, died at the scene, and the second was euthanized on scene by a veterinarian. Uh-huh. Uh, the third horse was injured, too, police said, but is expected to live. The driver is not expected to face any charges in that incident. 
And then one last story. Let's uh, go with this one. Uh, firefighters in Kentucky uh, were dispatched to help a dog stranded on a cliff ledge, and then they ended up rescuing an emergency management official whose <laughs> own rescue attempt went awry. WF. <laughs> W.R. Castle Fire Rescue said that its rope rescue team was assembled when uh, the emergency management uh, had reported a dog stranded on a cliff. The crew arrived on the scene and ended up helping firefighters rescue Lawrence County's emergency management director who had become stranded on the cliff while trying to reach the dog. You gotta feel like an idiot. Yeah. The rope team then rappelled down the cliff. I'm afraid! To rescue the dog. Uh, but the canine fled and was able to slide down the cliff on its own. This is so high up! Uh, the yeah. dog did not appear to be injured and fled the scene, by the way. The dog just took off. <laughs> the dog is completely <laughs> fine. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. We're going to take uh, caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. We have these 10 Bruce songs right here. If you can give all ten titles of those songs, you're going to the concert tonight. Tonight. At the Wells Fargo Center. So turn around. We'll take those calls, 215-263-WMMR. Now, before we do that, Nick uh, whispered to me uh, that he has something for a special someone here this morning. I don't know what it is, and I don't know who it's for. Listen, I want this trip for Casey to be very exciting. Oh. I'm, I'm really rooting for you to see an alligator in the wild. Oh, I thought I was flying first class. I couldn't. Nope. <laughs> All right, you're already setting yourself up for disappointment. <laughs> but you're not flying first class. However, your seat and coach will be made that much more exciting and um, delicious by Twizzlers. What? Oh, oh my God, you're totally saving me a trip, dude. <laughs> Although I do get deodorant. What about peanut M&M's? Uh, oh, that's a travel bag for it's Casey. Bag. Oh, well. What else oh, in there? Who's this from? Is this oh from my you? God. From me, yeah. What? That's yeah. massive. Oh, my God. Okay. Do I have to share? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Twizzlers, wow. peanut M&M's. I got you three different kinds of, of M&M's. I know it's your favorite, right? Well, I, in case you wanted to share those. I will share those. All peanut right. butter M&M's. Oh, I've never Almond had. Almond M&M's. Crunchy cookie. Crunchy, Crunchy yeah. cookie yeah. M&M's. Do you know what are really good? The brownie M&M's, yeah. too, right? I didn't get those. Mint M&M's. Mm, wow. And then the, the peanut M&M's. I will not share these. That's right. But yes. everything else I will share. All right. All what? Right. That's very well, nice. Thank you so much. You're I, welcome. Yeah, you're really saving me a... By the way, uh, did anyone else besides me end up with a middle seat on the way? I got the... Um, I'm just going to find out what seat it is when I got to the airport. Uh, yeah. Uh, crap. Somebody, you, you somebody middle seat? put me in a middle seat. Mm-hmm. Well, hell? so the, the tickets we have, when you buy them, you're just assigned a seat. You don't, you don't get them to pick them? Unless you want to pay more. Because we didn't buy them. You can pay more at, uh, you can, if there's room well, to. Yeah, yes. Well, when you we, checked in. You, you can pay more right. and get it done there. Or yeah. or usually there, there are a host of them that you don't have to pay for and you do get to select your seat. Uh-huh. But anyway. I'm yeah, in, I think I'm in the middle seat. Middle the seat. last two flights I've taken, I had middle seats. Oh, so that sucks. I'm on a roll. I mean, fortunately, it's not a long flight. It's long enough. <laughs> it's two and a half hours. <laughs> it's not. It's long bad. enough where I would like to not a, a window and lean my head against and take a little nap. When you get to the, when you get I to can't the gate, nap in the middle seat. No just, way. Here's what you should do. Tell the gate agent, um, do you know who I am? I, yeah, that oh, yeah, usually yeah, yeah, works, yeah. right? And, and the, 
probably bump you up to first class. <laughs> yeah. If that doesn't work. Actually, I do have a friend who could, might be able to bump me up to But the problem really? is there has to be first class available for that. All oh, right, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and I haven't talked to him in years, but. Well, <laughs> Nick, I, I, have a, Danny. I have a present no. for you now as well. Oh. Uh, so my friend uh, Brad from uh, Primitive T-Shirts. Yeah. Since you are now officially a resident of Delaware County, I've got you a Delco sweatshirt. This, now, this is big. I know you're not a 2X, but, uh, but sweatshirts, you can wear big. Yeah. And then from sure. our friend Fran Winky from uh, the New Era store at the yeah. Citizens Bank Park. Underwear? Hats. Oh. Hats. Uh, cool. So I, I, we all have hats. I'm going to give you first choice. Thanks, man. All right. Appreciate uh, was it. it. Oh, oh, and then also from Primitive Tees, I got you a Delco flag that you can. Oh. Lovely. Yeah. So how many of these were just in the, in the uh, studio here? By the way, there's a listener that wants uh, us to find a hat for them while we're done. I, yeah. yeah. I'm yes. going to look. I'm going to look for them. Are you? Right. Yeah, because that's like, not that I would reach out to somebody and say, hey, can you do this? But like, I I kind of get the feel. I get the, I, I know how he's feeling. So okay. I'm, I'm going to look in the store and see if I can find okay. it. Okay. And by the way, Jerry, if you can bump me up to first class today, that'd be wonderful. Me too, Just Jerry. That out Is Jerry our pilot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jerry's not our pilot. Jerry's handsome. All right. Let's. Just want to let everyone know that person's a good friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> And apologies to that woman who needs the special assistance. <laughs> Was she in a wheelchair by chance? Oh, it was damage to me. <laughs> all right, let's see if we can give away these Bruce tickets. All right, I'll play this one more time. Listen closely. These are ten different locations that Bruce mentions as he travels around the state. Caller number 10, and that is Paul. Let's see if we can give Paul some Bruce tickets. Yo, Paul, good morning, buddy. Hey, good morning, guys. All right, uh, Paul, you feeling confident with this? You lucky. Um, 99%. Ooh. Oh. All right, I like that. All right, so rattle off the titles. I am not going to tell you if you're right or wrong along the way. Let's just see if you get them. Go ahead. All right, Born to Run, Rosalita, Spirit in the Night, Wrecking Ball, Streets of Philadelphia, Bye bye Johnny, which is sometimes Johnny Bye Bye, Hungry Heart, If I Were a Priest, Racing in the Street, and Thunder Road. Oh, no, you got eight oh, of them. Oh, oh, eight man. of them. Oh, he was so close. You can try again. Yeah, there were a couple of them that he missed, but that was that was a valuable, very impressive. Effort, Paul. Thank he, you for playing along. He buddy. gave a title yeah. variation. Yeah, he did, and he was correct. Yeah, he was he was absolutely correct about it. All right, thank you, Paul. All right. All right. See you, bud. I know he's pissed, but you know, what are you going to do? All right. So we'll have another I hate chance. Preston. I hate him. We're going <laughs> to hate him. I hate him. I hate him. We're going to have another chance for you to win uh, after we talk to Bert Kreischer. Who, oh. Who we're going to chat with next. So we're going to take a break. Nice. We'll come back with Birdie Boy. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. 93.3 WMMR and the Preston and Steve Show want to send you to Universal Orlando Resort. Starting this Monday, Preston and Steve are hosting a photo hunt challenge at WMMR.com. And you'll need the on-air clue to call in for the chance to win an amazing three-night trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. Only one place immerses you into the action of your favorite films and TV shows and combines it with better hold-on-tight thrills in a way no one else does or can. Nobody tests the limits of absolute awesome like Universal Orlando Resort. Listen at 8 a.m. for that day's photo clue so you know what you're hunting for in the photo gallery. Later in the show, the correct number caller with the correct answer could win the grand prize trip. 
Preston and Steve's Trip a Day to Universal Orlando Resort. For complete details and official contest rules, visit WMMR.com. While we were waiting for our next guest to give us a call on our hotline here to the studio, uh, Marissa got a call and thought it was him. It's not. It was somebody else. Uh, it turns out it was it's Jeff Ross, and he's just going to stop by in a few minutes. Yeah. He's getting breakfast. I had no idea. He's like, let me get something to eat, and I'll be by in a little bit. So Ross is going to be away here in a little bit, which is awesome. Uh, but we are obviously excited to talk to our next guest anytime at all. He's uh, he's our confidant, our close friend. Dare I say, he's our daddy. He is his daddy. Uh, so his special. And that is out on Netflix right now. Great, and, uh, as always. He's got his movie coming up, The Machine, ladies and gentlemen. Do I even need to say it? Yes. Bert Kreischer <laughs> is on. Morning, Bert. Oh, wait. Hold on. Now we can hear you. Hey, Bert. <laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing? <laughs> awesome, bud. How are you? I am spectacular. I, 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 I've never... I've never been happier in my life. I have more stuff going on than anything. I've got a I've got a, a world tour, a comedy tour, a Netflix special, a movie. Leanne's going through menopause. I mean, life could, <laughs> oh, you oh get menopause God. too. That's wow. awesome. Are we are we a, approaching peak Bert at this point? I, I, this is when I die, guys. So get it now. <laughs> this is so that biopic can end on a touching note. Uh, no, man, you are. You're all over the place, and we yeah. were really happy. Um, uh, Bert, when it looked like the machine might end up, you know, it happens a lot with movies. They, they get shelved and they don't yeah. get a release and they, they kind of languish. And now it's full steam ahead. Was that uh, was that an arduous process? Did that require a lot of work on your side to get this, you know, finally with a release date? Oh, yeah. It, it was on a shelf. It, they weren't going to release it. And uh, it was just sitting there and, and, and uh, I was frustrated. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I did one of the most burnt things I've ever done is I leaked it on Rogan. And when I leaked it, they tracked, obviously they tracked comments and they tracked, a lot of studios did track comments and, and views and it went viral. And uh, and then Sony stepped in and was like, you know, uh, they said two things. We love your marketing approach. We'd love to work with you marketing this movie, but more importantly, we love the movie and we want to release it. And there was no negative comments and there was no negativity. No one got canceled. So they were like, let's make it. So uh, so now now we have a release date, Memorial Day weekend. Wow. We're in theaters. I mean, they, they and, and they trusted me so much. They've let me do so much wild stuff with this movie. Like, I, I filmed the announce. I created the announce. I filmed it. We ran over my foot in a roller skate, broke my foot. <laughs> Right. I mean, it, it's, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. No, the, the stuff has been great. You know, it, uh, and uh, it looks great. I mean, it, it, this is a movie movie. And, and uh, you know, sometimes you'll see something. It's like, oh, okay, well, they, they, they clearly cut corners there. But the actor playing essentially you uh, uh, is, is uh, he's, he, I like this guy. He's done, a, he has a show currently on. Is it um, Home oh, Economics? Economics. Yeah. yeah. He's, the dude's really good. Oh, yeah. Leanne picked him. Yeah, and he's 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 just got that that way. Now, were you did you take to him immediately, or was it like uh, I, I maybe I need to work up to this guy? No, 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 no. Leanne, Leanne, Leanne saw him in a um, a TV show called The Guest Book. We were watching it, and then immediately went that to you, and I went for real. Was that young you? <laughs> and I went really. She goes at least that's what I fantasize about. No, I don't. <laughs> Well, I gotta say, Bert, when I when I, I first met you, uh, I knew you as a, as a radio guest and then a, a stand up uh, comedian. And then when I saw this trailer, both trailers, I was like, "Oh my god, 
I think Bert can have a like a legit career in the movies. He's going to be a freaking movie star. Yeah, I mean there were some I mean laugh out loud moments in the trailers, especially the first trailer when you throw up in your hand. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so good. Dude, I I you know we we got one trailer where it was all the jokes in the movie. And you know when you see the trailer and it plays all the jokes in the movie and then you see the movie and you're let down? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care. I wanted that trailer so bad because it was so hilarious. And then the director was like, no, we're going to ruin the movie. And I fought, to, I fought to be the guy I hate, where I was like, guys, 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 trust me. They'll see him again. They'll see him again. So there, we did not release that trailer. We released a trailer with one joke in it. Out Good. of all the things... One joke, and so uh, when you see the movie, you will not be spoiled. It, it'll, it'll be all the jokes you haven't seen, and it, and I think everyone's going to love it. So, oh, I hope. I hope. No, it, it definitely it definitely looks completely in our wheelhouse. Are you having any sort of? Where is the official premiere going to take place? Are you going to have a red carpet? Are you going to pull out all the stops? Oh, hardcore red carpet. Uh, Harrison Ford will be there. Carrie Fisher will be there. Nice. She's dead. Yeah. Oh, okay, well then, well, then Harrison Ford will have a plus one. All right. <laughs> he gets a plus one. What about <laughs> President Steve? Will President Steve be at the uh, red carpet? Listen to me when I say this on my, on my family, okay? I will fly all of you out on my own dime no. to come see this premiere. Wow. No, you will not. We'll no, there. hold on. You know I'm a ride or die for you guys. Yes. How many how many people does Amy Schumer call in anymore? No. No. Does Kevin Hart call in anymore? No. I'm your ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> you never had that. We talked about this. Yeah. We have some high powered friends. I can't sell tickets in Philly without you. Uh. I need you guys. <laughs> You know what was great, uh, Bert, was hearing you on the uh, Fly on the Wall, the podcast with David Spade and Dana Carvey, and um, and it, they made you know, and I was, and I, we've always thought this about you, you, you know, as far as being a machine, the machine, you're, you are a born self marketer, mm. and and um, and they were freaking out about all the stuff, and you brought up on the show about what you know, um, a skip work. Um, calling sick to work, those shows when you would come through town and do all that. All that stuff came from you. Were you were you always this way, or was there a point at which a switch flicked and you said, okay, I'm self-marketing, dude? It was, it's why I say you should wear condoms. It, I think it's when I, 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 got, <laughs> I got Leanne pregnant and I had kids. I was like, time to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that, that, that puts your feet to the fire quickly. Oh, dude, I... When I had kids, I realized n- no one cares about me. I remember, I remember having an agent. I said, "Hey, man, I'm I'm looking for some work," and he said to me very clearly, "I can work for this guy, and I can make uh, Dan Cook. And I, I shouldn't say the name, but I'll say the name, <laughs> and I can make a million dollars for the amount of time I spent on the phone with him, getting him into an arena. I can make a million dollars to get ten percent of that, or I can work for you for the same amount of time. You get seven hundred dollars." And and so it's not worth my time, and I was like, wow, that's, I, I love that honesty right. because you're forced to look in the mirror and go, all right. So, I, I no one cares about me. I have to do it myself, and so I just started coming up with ideas, and there were stupid ideas at the time. There were a lot of stupid ideas. I tried to do, sell a show called Moat Crashers. So like, but at, at, but at the same time, uh, you know, you get a couple that hit, and yep. I mean, I'll tell you, anyone listening right now that was at those calling sick to work shows. 
those were those were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> or when um, you were in uh, Phoenix around the same time as Casey, you guys were actually both in town at the same time. And Casey drove to the Super Bowl uh, and then flew back home. Um, what was it like uh, being there at that time? Because it was you know the waste management thing was happening and the Super Bowl was happening. Was it was it nuts? Did you get to enjoy it or was it work? No, it was work. I didn't get to enjoy it. Even like in the green room. Like, uh, I mean, the green room at the end of the show is me, Mark Norman, and Shane Gillis, and the green room was insane. <laughs> I mean, every NFL pro bowler was in that green room. My wife, the only moment was my wife <laughs> touching Kristen McCaffrey's back, going like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was so much work. I, I like, I'm going to do it again next Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to do a, a fully loaded show there. Is it Vegas but, uh, next yeah, year? Yeah, it's Vegas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going to do it in Vegas. I already got the arena, and, and uh, I think Tommy's going to go. And then we're just going to make it a party. I'm not going to do an hour. I did an hour every night, and it was just exhausting. I'm just going to make it favorite nations. We all go in, bunch of comics, throw a party, and hopefully the Eagles be in again. Man, that was what a bummer. What a bummer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, the, yep. the, the whole dance up to it and the fact that Casey got to do the road trip out there and everything was, was a win. So, uh, you know, but but obviously everyone's expectations are on high for uh, the next Super Bowl, and hopefully we're there. But I wanted to ask you, uh, you're doing uh, – you have the Roast of Burt Kreischer. It's going to be on OnlyFans TV. Uh, so So – there are so many. I was just reading an article about how many people have become millionaires off of OnlyFans accounts for all various reasons. A lot of it having to do with you know porn ish and porn stuff. But to to you, to as a comedian, to as a self marketer, how does that format appeal to you? Do you do you see that that is a, is is kind of a cash cow as well? Yes. Yeah. I've I've tried. I've talked about it a lot. I've tried to start my own OnlyFans. I. I my first iteration was I wanted to do release porns for me and Leanne with uh, with the face face swap, swap uh, technology. Will you block oh out my. the faces? No, no, swap them. Oh, swap swap the faces. Oh man, oh, my God. Yeah, oh. and then now now I just want to do tasteful nudes. Tasteful right. nudes. <laughs> That's hilarious. I would watch. Yeah, and, and listen, I um I love the back and forth that you have with Tom. I and mean, listen, you know, Two Bears One Cave is really really great. But I, I saw Tom stand up uh, a couple of months ago in, in Atlantic City, and he pokes fun at you in his act. And then I watch Razzle Dazzle, and you poke fun at him in your act. And I love that. And I love how uh, thick skinned you guys both are. Yeah. I mean, I, the one I have in my act right now that I'm doing mm-hmm. is a little aggressive. And he was like, <laughs> it's did, really aggressive. It's really aggressive. Did, well, did, have you ever have you ever flinched, either one of you? Because you, you, are, you clearly love the hell out of each other, but you, oh, you do go at each other. Was there ever a moment where you said, ah. He's way, he's way worse than I am. I, I have a heart and a soul. He's dead inside. <laughs> he's dead inside. <laughs> the day Ralphie died, he posted a picture of me and said, R.I.P. Ralphie. <laughs> he is, oh, no. He's dead inside. He gave me Nazi memorabilia for my birthday. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got a Luger, didn't you? No. no, he gave me Hitler's teacup. Teacup, yes. Oh, yes, I saw that. Oh, that was messed wow. up. Dude. Yeah. Wow. That's depraved. Yeah, he's, he is dead inside. <laughs> he has no... His children are like him. His children... His son went to the toilet, for, filled the toilet water with... A cup with toilet water, and then brought it to me and said, Here you go, Bert. I got you a drink. And then Tom immediately goes, Don't drink that. He can't reach the faucet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's dead inside. I will never hurt his feelings. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Well, that's good all to right. know. Done and done. All right. Well, listen, we know time's tight today. Normally, we spend a long time chatting with you, uh, but uh, we got to wrap because you got to talk to some other people. Obviously, you're promoting the new special Razzle Dazzle. It is out on Netflix. Uh, and then the movie coming out down the road, obviously, we'll be all over that when that happens. But uh, but we love you, bud, and, and we're glad that things are going so well right now. I love you guys with all my heart. You've been my ride or dies. You've taken care of me forever. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll continue to do it, buddy. All right, take care. Burt Kreischer, yeah! guys. The Machine and Razzle Dazzle out on Netflix as we speak. You know, he, uh, again... Bert was not a stand-up comedian, yeah. and, and and I remember clearly when he made the, the decision that he was going to go after it, but he doesn't do anything, as you obviously hear, half-assed, mm-hmm. and so now he is a real deal, solid stand-up. He has so many great ideas. That's that's the thing about, like you said, a, pr- a promoter, and I mean, he came from, he's freaking Van Wilder. Yeah. The, the movie's about him, and, and he was just kind of a... A partier, a likable, you know, uh, cheerleader type. He won, what was it, the MTV contest? Or was it the, 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 the or, or was it Maxim Magazine? The hardest yeah, party? Maxim. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he's made it into this. Mm. And he's just killing it, which is awesome. All right. So uh, I think, yeah, we need to do this. Bruce Springsteen, tickets to give away. We need to identify these songs, and by the way, we'll take uh, caller number 12. Yeah. This time at 215-263-WMMR. There are 10 songs, and these are the ones. Caller number 12-215-263-WMMR. Now, while you're calling in for that, just a reminder, starting on Monday, we'll have a chance to win tickets to a very cool thing. It's a trip, actually. We want to send you to Universal Orlando Resort starting on Monday, March 20th. Listen, weekday mornings that week at 8 a.m. for the Preston and Steve Photo Hunt Challenge. We're going to give a clue on the air and then you'll check out the photo gallery at WMMR.com. If you're the correct number, caller later in the show, and you can identify the photo and answer from that morning's clue, you can win a trip for you to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. And for more information, you can go to WMMR.com and get it right there. We're giving away five of these things. I know. It's amazing. Uh, and we're so thrilled because we've been... And we know how fantastic it is. And again, again, I don't care how much of a curmudgeon you are. That's not my style. Trust me. Yep. You will fall prey and you will be uh, 100% converted. It's one of my all-time favorite trips I ever took with my family was to Universal. It's my favorite trip I took with your family. And and, uh, and so Nick hasn't been there. Casey hasn't been there. Marissa has not. Kathy, Kathy has. you have I've been. been. There, yeah. All right, so you know, but we get to show these guys yeah. how cool this is. And Kyle, I don't think he's ever been there. Kyle's going on the trip with us, so. Awesome. All right, we have caller number 12 on the line. It's Mike. Hey there, Mike. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hey, guys. <laughs> All right, Mike, we have the 10 songs. I need the titles. You identify those. You're headed to the Wells Fargo Center tonight to see Bruce Springsteen. So when you're ready, man, start giving them to me. All right. I think I got them. Johnny Bye Bye, Wrecking Ball, Jungle Land, Hungry Heart, Spirit in the Night, If I Was a Priest, Born to Run, Incident on 57th Street, Streets of Philadelphia, and Rosalita. He got eight of them right. Oh, oh man. man. Oh, 
Sorry, that Mike. Pause. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I knew he hadn't gotten Don't them do right. that shit, man. I'm sorry, but I had to count how many. Um, sorry, Mike. Oh, all right. Well, that means I hate Preston. I hate him. <laughs> you said he got eight. He got eight. Okay, over, which is the same thing that the last guy yeah. got. It's like nine, Nick, but one less. That's yes. right. Thank you, Bruce. She didn't know. Yeah. All right, so we'll have another shot at it. If we don't get a winner uh, off the first attempt. Chicken dinner. What's that? Oh, chicken dinner. No. If we don't get a winner, winner, chicken dinner off the first caller next time, uh, we'll we'll start taking multiple callers, okay? Yeah. That's yeah. I, I, listen, they're all around it. Yep. All right. Uh, let's take a break. I know we have uh, some guests coming up when we return, so uh, hang out. One of those is going to be last-minute edition. Jeff Ross! Yeah! Uh, and we love Jeff. He's, He's stopping great. in the studio, and we're going to have uh, actor Adam Shapiro, who had a really cool... Um, relationship with the uh, Oscars this past weekend, and he's from the area. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Don't drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the other day, uh, post the Academy Awards, uh, we heard this really cool story uh, about a guy who was uh, supplying requested food for the guest in attendance. And it wasn't Wolfgang Puck. No, no. It was uh, a guy from Abington. Yeah. Uh, who you may have seen. He was on uh, uh, Mindy Calling's uh, show, Netflix show, uh, Never Have I Ever Played Mr. Shapiro, which is perfect because his name is Shapiro. Uh, but he owns uh, the Shappy Pretzel Company. It's an interesting story how uh, he went about to create this and then was asked by Jimmy Kimmel to supply yeah. the audience with some Philly pretzels. Let's give some love to Mr. Adam Shapiro this morning. Hey, Adam, how you doing, man? I don't know if he hears. Oh, us. he can't hear us. He's uh, he. We're looking at him on Zoom. Yeah, and, and he is staring. Giving, he's giving Kathy the finger. He's no, got he's a not. thousand yard stare, but he's wearing his Eagles hat. That's a nice yeah. hat. I like that. Ah, there you go, Adam. We did All a big right. intro for you and everything. Oh man, I did. I just, it just connected to your audio. Oh. I can only imagine the intro was fantastic. It was Nothing tremendous. Else. Nothing but love. Absolutely. You, you guys, how cool is this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So wait a minute. We'll, we'll get to the Oscars here in a second. But you, uh, you're from Abington, and uh, Marissa was telling us you used to listen to us when you lived out here. Yeah, man. I mean, when when did you guys start at Y one hundred? Oh my God, ninety uh, seven. Yeah, ninety seven, ninety six, ninety seven, So I graduated from Abington in ninety eight. So okay. that was just wow. prime junior and senior year. <laughs> yeah. So it was DRE and Y one hundred. So yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, very cool. All right, and then that's awesome. When when did LA come a calling to you? I moved. I went to University of Maryland, and then in 2002, I moved out to LA. It was just like, what am I going to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to do something. I'm going to work in Hollywood in some capacity. And I worked at like 5,000 different jobs in like two years. I worked at Survivor. Yeah, I taught Hebrew school. <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh my God, well, I was all over the place. I was working at restaurants. I was doing everything. And then and then I started. I booked a T-Mobile commercial. Okay. 
So you did you did and the L.A. thing. You chased the dream. You went after it. I chased the dream, and then I did 100 commercials, a million commercials. Then I met my wife, yeah. like, eight years after moving to L.A., and she was, like, a real deal actress who went to NYU and studied in London. Oh. Fancy. Right. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of was the first actor I really ever, like, really knew and got to watch. And like, oh, oh, I see what this takes. And then that's when I started doing TV and film, and... Now it's been like twenty three years. That's something. awesome, but that is that's uh, it's hard to say a classic story, but it is a story that's replicated by people who do all sorts of things to chase their dream out there. Because at a certain point, you got to you eliminate safety nets and you just pull the trigger on it. But you created yep. a show here just now. You didn't even realize it. Hebrew Survivor. Oh. That would be <laughs> Hebrew Survivor. Yeah. There we go. Whole different. By the way, I would. I would I would uh, be eliminated on the first day. Of <laughs> I thought you were going to say you would dominate. Okay. Hey, real quick though, I want to ask what you did do at Survivor. I, of all the quote unquote reality shows, that's the one that I would want to be on. Uh, Dude, it is. First of all, I, I almost know too much about it to want to be on it. There's no way I can survive on Survivor. I was watching it last night. The bug bites. The oh. I no way. Mm-mm. Not being able to eat or sleep on a pillow. No, I can't do that. But I worked in casting. I was a casting production assistant for like four or five seasons. Right. See, that's the thing. I, I couldn't get past that because I'm just not dynamic enough as far as the casting process is concerned. They need, <laughs> yes, you, know, you they, are. Yeah. Probes would love you. Probes <laughs> would love you. Look at that hat. Are you kidding me? <laughs> is it the hot dog hat? Is that the hat that I'm wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, the real plum thing with Survivor, you got to be Jeff Probst because at the end of the day, you go over to the resort that he's staying at yeah. on the other side of the island. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you talk about a great gig, but so... Oh, it's a great it's a great gig for Probst, and now he's the showrunner, and now they just shoot DG every season. They don't move around because yeah. he really likes DG, and then they do like three seasons at once. So you can just kind of go build the tent city, build the whole thing out, and then you... I'm a huge surprise. Well, let me ask you, Adam. So, so, so with that, um, and we've—I've always been curious—with how litigious a society we live in, what kind of waiver, what kind of stuff do they have to sign away to participate on Survivor? It's 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 a buy. I mean, it's so the stack of papers <laughs> that you sign to go on that show is insane. There's a day in the casting process just for the signing of the papers. Wow. A day. So, so when, insane. when push comes to shove, is CBS or, uh, liable for anything? It can't be, right? Uh, not really. Yeah. No, not, not when they're going on Survivor. No. Yeah, I love that. That's, that's just wild. Well, listen, I, I want to get to the, the pretzel thing in a second here and find out how that came into your life. But uh, you'd mentioned your, yeah. uh, your, your wife, uh, Katie Lowe's. Um, I watched yes. Inventing Anna, and that's what I know her from. Yeah. She was fantastic in. Okay. And for those who saw it, uh, she's kind of the, uh, the the friend that was in the group that was a bit of a turncoat uh, to her because she was getting taken advantage of. Her credit card was being used when they right. went on this trip and everything. Uh, she was great in that, man. That had to have been huge for her career. Oh, thank you. It was amazing. Yeah, you know, she had just come off of doing like a decade of scandal with, with Shonda Rhimes. And then uh, as soon as scandal ended, Shonda was like, I know what my next show is going to be. And I know that you're going to be in it. Oh. And so we just waited for a year and a half and uh and it was inventing anna and um next thing you know we're you know i'm I'm flying to morocco with her with our with our one-year-old um so she can shoot for five weeks in morocco in the la mumunia hotel which was oh yeah unbelievable oh that's unbelievable oh and you guys got to you got to 
to, to be the you know just hanging out while she's working. Oh yeah, I mean me oh. me and the one year old and you know like Julia Gardner who who stars as as, as Anna Delvey on the show. Um, her husband is Mark Foster, the lead singer of Foster the People. Oh, what? Which I love. Yeah. I love Foster the People. I love Mark Foster. I think he's a genius, and he. Uh, he was also just out in, in Marrakesh for the five weeks as well. So me, my one-year-old, and Mark Foster just bombed around Marrakesh. For <laughs> That's awesome, weeks. dude. And it had the greatest time ever and ate every single thing in that town and went ATVing in the desert and Whoa. rode camels. It was awesome. So, All right. So I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. But, but did the, uh, did the uh, restaurant uh, come into existence after that trip to Morocco? Or I, I heard it was a, uh, a COVID thing where you started... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretzels. Per- it's a perfect segue because while we were doing Inventing Anna, I was shooting Never Have I Ever on Netflix kind of at the same time in, in March. And uh, and COVID hit and it was locked down and we, we kind of like the whole family met up back in L.A. And we, we just locked down in our house here in, in Los Angeles. And I, but you know, we found out that my wife Katie was pregnant with our second with Vera, who's two years old now. So cute. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> She's adorable. And um, and I just started cooking with my son, Albie, while, you know, we were just trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, one day I was like, well, we should try to make a Philly pretzel. You've never had one. This is a rite of passage. We should be eating one down the shore this summer, but we're not traveling. <laughs> right. And um, and so I just started like a couple months process of trial and error trying to make the Philly soft pretzel of my dreams, the kind that I grew up with, you know. And, yeah. Um, uh, I made some pretty bad pretzels for a couple months there. (laughs) Well, you you had to hit pay dirt eventually because you were off and running then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, there was a there was a day where I pulled out a batch from the oven, and Katie was like, "You got something here." And I quickly wrote down exactly what I had put in there. Wow. And then uh, Ryan Seacrest ate them on his on his show because Katie kind of guest hosts the Seacrest uh, Kelly and Ryan show in the morning. And, um, yeah, he was like, everybody should buy Shappy's pretzels. And I was like, whoa, whoa, Brian, those are, there's no Shappy's pretzels. There's no company here. It's just me and my two-year-old in my kitchen. Right. But quickly, I just ran into my, my kitchen and, and bought ShappyPretzel.com and got the Instagram. You wow. know, because this is national TV, just in case. Yo, smart move. Yeah. And I, and I had a one-page website that just said, yo, your mall's pretzel can go F itself. <laughs> Shappy pretzel. <laughs> and if you clicked on that, you followed the Instagram. And the Instagram basically said, if we ever become an actual Philly soft pretzel company, we will let you know here. And about a week in, we had 3,000 followers. God. And I said to my wife, should I sell Philly pretzels at the end of our driveway during a lockdown? Is that a good idea or a bad? I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And she's like, go for it. So I just sort of like open up sales. And all of a sudden, you know, if any of you guys have been out to L.A., like my street looked like the, the drive through at In-N-Out. I mean, it was like <laughs> wow. cars. There was cars all the way around the block filled with dudes in Eagles jerseys. Oh, amazing. Screaming at me. Oh my I mean, God. it was like chaos on my street. And this was like during the middle of the pandemic. Uh, did you did at any point Adam McKay come by? Because he's a Philly guy as well. 
Adam K is a Philly guy, and he's had the pretzels. <laughs> if there's a Philly guy in L.A., they've had the pretzels. Wow. The morning after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, I personally <laughs> delivered pretzels that said, congratulations, Oscar winner to Will Smith. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. So, you know, there's this thing about... Kevin thing. Hart's had the pretzels. Bradley Cooper, Tom Barrett, wow. who actually directed uh, Inventing Anna, is a huge Philly guy. I watch all the Eagles games with him. Um... All the Philly people in L.A. like order the pretzels for their film sets, and that's sort of what's kind of kept the company going during the pandemic. That's amazing. Uh, Adam, were you even allowed to sell pretzels out of your driveway? I mean, don't you have to have a permit or something like that if you're doing that? You're totally not. These were like pandemic rules. <laughs> okay. Okay. It, was yeah. like, it was like the last of us. You know? Yeah. yeah. Thought we were all dudes. <laughs> Might as well go out with the pretzel. So, so yeah, now I was like, what am I doing? And then I slowly like... I found out that you could get a pantry license in the state of California where you could sell a certain amount of food out of your house. And then that wow. license sort of turned into another one and another one. And now we're like a full-fledged Philadelphia pretzel company in L.A. It's wild. So where's your where's your brick-and-mortar location? So we have a bakery called the Diamond Bakery on Fairfax and Beverly, which it, uh, for the Philadelphians is basically right across the street from where they film the Price is Right. Oh, oh okay. so Drew Carey must pop over now and then. Right? Yeah. And you know Drew Carey's <laughs> popping over. And then it's like the Grove is right there. It's a great location. Oh, that's and awesome. And we bake the pretzels there, and we do weddings, and we do, you know, there's like, there's so many Philadelphians in Los Angeles, first of all. It's yeah. insane. I mean, you guys probably know because you probably went to the Rams game mm. when the Eagles played the Rams. When no, was, no, no. Those tickets. Yeah, no, no, we, we, <laughs> listen, we are acutely aware, though, of the robust Philadelphia connection out there. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And, and so obviously you, you rock your, your Philly love. Uh, I wanted to ask you, so you're at that level, how far, yeah. when you get the order for 4,000, you know, pretzels <laughs> from Jimmy, Kim, how did Jimmy Kimmel get turned on to him? All right, well, first of all, so I, I had a really good friend named Jill Lederman who used to be the showrunner, Jimmy Kimmel, and at David Letterman for years and years and years, and she's amazing. She actually just produced that Chris Rock Live special the other yeah. day, which was amazing. And when I was selling these pretzels out of my driveway, she picks them up for her family, and she was like, Jimmy is going to die over these pretzels, right? <laughs> this is right up his alley. So two and a half years ago, I wrote out a bag. One of our traditions at Shappy Pretzel is, you know, like, let's say Preston's ordering pretzels. I, we, I write, yo, Preston, on the bag and a little note from me or whatever. And it's just sort of become the tradition that we write, yo, whoever's yeah. buying the pretzels. So I write, yo, Kimmel, <laughs> and I write him a note, and I send over the pretzels to him. And for the last two and a half years, Jimmy orders the pretzels to his set all the time. If it's oh. a writer's birthday, if it's somebody on the show from Philly, whoever, I'm, like, I'm, I'll be there today dropping off pretzels. Wow. And, um, and so, yeah, he just uh, was like, let's do... He called me uh, right after the Super Bowl. He ordered like 200 soft pretzels for the Super Bowl, <laughs> which, by the way, we got them next year. Yeah. We got them next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, they're so emotional about the Super Bowl, and I don't know if it's because we lost or because I broke myself making 5,000 pretzels. <laughs> yeah. So, Adam, just to kind of put it into perspective, and I, and a lot of people are feeling the same way you are, Um so because of free agency, I opened up my score mobile app and I had to uh, I had to uh, click over to the NFL. And the first thing yeah. that came up was the score of the Super Bowl. 
And it like it's the worst. It broke my heart all over again. I was. Like, I hate yeah. that. I, <laughs> I have a little like widget on my on my phone that just tells me the next Eagles game, no. and like I had to delete it because all it just does is show me the final score of the Super Bowl. No. Like, it's too much. Email. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't need to be bitch slapped by your phone. I don't need that. <laughs> Life is hard. I don't need that. So so uh, well. To, to the, to oh yeah, the, so Jimmy. Yeah, so Jimmy calls. He's like, "Let's put a let's put a Shaffy pretzel under every seat at the Oscar." Oh wow! And I'm like, "Done." Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That is a dream. Did you did you and have then, the, did you have the infrastructure in place to manage that order? Because yeah, well, the funny thing was is I didn't think we did, but we did five thousand pretzels for the Eagles. Okay, and that was to like. 450 different delivery locations. That was like maybe the most complicated day of my entire life. Wow. I, we had about 200 people at our house for a Super Bowl party, and I, I got there midway through the second quarter. I was dying. Wow. Dying. But it was, we just had so many deliveries. I had 10 people, 10 people um, delivering pretzels. That's that. amazing. We just barely made all the deliveries before halftime. Listen, we all know that the the soft pretzel is the star of the show, but a very, very important co-star is the the mustard. Mustard, baby. Yeah, so I want to ask about your your mustard selections. Oh, well, first of all, uh, you know, one of my big pet peeves is the tiny little mustard packets that are out there in the the universe. (laughs) Yep. And they don't cover a full pretzel, let alone, like, the amount of mustard that's on your hat right now. <laughs> right. Here's a hot dog with it. Yeah. Is not in, it's not in uh, a mustard packet. That, that's a packet and a half worth of mustard. <laughs> at least. At least. So I decided I'm going to make my own mustard packets. What? And they're going to have six times the amount of mustard <laughs> in a normal mustard packet. And they're going to have two flavors. You're going to have your yellow for your yellow and your spicy brown for your spicy brown people. Nice. Or you can rip the whole top off and put both on there, and it's the sh- it's the Shappy Pretzel Jumbo Double Sided Two Flavored Mustard. <laughs> so, so here, I've never done that in all my years. I've never done the yellow and I'm going to do it now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try yeah. that. I'm intrigued. That's a good idea. You know, it's that funny. A good idea. President and I have talked about this, and we you know, we came to the the area you know years ago. You know, I came from New York, different style pretzel. But then, you know, it takes a while to get what makes the Philly pretzel such a unique thing. What do you think you've right. added, now, without giving away your secret recipe, what do you yeah. think the twist is on your pretzel that makes it so addictive? No pun intended. Yes. <laughs> I, I, all right, so, yeah, you're right. The New York pretzel's like its own thing. I didn't realize how how specifically regional a Philly pretzel was. It is. Until I started trying to sell them in L.A. Yeah. I thought everybody knew about the Philly pretzel like they know about cheesesteaks and Rocky and, you know, yeah. <laughs> Randall Cunningham. But no, no, they don't know it. So I, I started messing around with it, and I, I thought I found a pretzel that was, like, pretty darn close. And then I started playing around with, like, basically what makes the pretzel sweet, right? And so I've got barley malt, malt barley in my pretzel, that sort of turns into like a sweetness in there. It's not sugar when you put it in there, but it sort of turns into sugar. But then I was like, what about milk and butter? Like, why don't people put milk and butter in, in pretzels? Normally pretzels are sort of just vegan and they don't have any sort of dairy. Right. But I was like, I, I feel like that would make the pretzel a, a million times more delicious. So, yeah. So I started messing around with putting milk and butter in there, not just the water. And the, and the problem is this too, is like, 
I don't have the Philly water. And everybody's like, you're not going to be able to make a Philly pretzel unless you got the water. <laughs> the water. <laughs> you need the water. And, and a lot of guys, it's, at least once a day, a guy comes up to my pop-up tent and goes, yo, what are these? Oh, you, how do you get the water? You know, you're like, it's always very, I always know it's a Philly guy. It starts out with a confrontation and then right. it ends up with us hugging at the end of the pretzel right. transaction. But there's always that sort of like, yo, what is this? Why does it say Philly pretzel in the tent? You know? Yeah. And it's 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 my own recipe it's my own flavor and i just think it's amazing i think it's like the best pretzel i've ever had uh, well we keep jumping in and out of the oscar story so let me go back casey interrupted with the, the mustard back. thing <laughs> so so you get the go ahead you you you're, you're going to do this you find out that you can indeed uh put that many together and have it there um you, you did you get them there uh uh like how many hours ahead of time and and uh, this and, is like this is the coolest i love this question so um so he, he orders the, the pretzels. I'm like, okay, it's 4,000 pretzels. I make sure that I have enough staff that day to individually bag each pretzel because you guys know you got to rip them apart. Yep. You got to put them in the bag. You got to put them in a, in, a, in a box. And just that alone would take about four hours with five people. <laughs> and then we had five people on baking. And so once I got that all situated, I'm like, all right, I, we're going to be good on pretzels if we start at midnight. Uh Totally forgetting that it was daylight savings time. <laughs> um, so we lost an hour right there around 3 a.m., but that was fun. I'm not great with time management. I'm kind of like Andy Reid, right? <laughs> right. So, then, so so basically, I, uh, I I needed to call a timeout, and I didn't have any left, basically, is what happened. And so we get them all done. The Oscars asked that I deliver basically all of them right around 7, 7.30 a.m., the most fun part was the day before the delivery, they, they asked if I could um, – I, I had to come to the Oscars and get a credential because I needed all these passes to get up La Brea, down Hollywood. Sure. Because they locked, they locked down like six blocks for the Oscars. There's snipers on top of the theater. I mean, it is it is intense for the Oscars. And I've never even been anywhere near the Oscars. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I get all the credentials and everything. And so the next day when I'm delivering the pretzels at 7 a.m., I got my entire Shafi pretzel truck is just filled with pretzels. And I'm helping the PAs load them into the, into the Dolby Theater. And we go into a room, and we and they all have to, like, hit their credential on this little access keypad. Right. And my credential turns the keypad green. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, do I have access to the whole Oscars right now? Yeah. So I was going to go home and take a nap because, you know, in a few hours I was going to have to put a tuxedo on and return to the Oscars. Yeah. And um, and I, uh, I I couldn't nap because I was like, I'm here at the Oscars. So I just used my credentials and just explored the entire theater. I was wow. backstage. Wow. I saw all the bits they were going to do. I was reading the script. I saw Jimmy. I saw, like, everybody preparing for the show. It was the best day ever. That's and amazing. I kind of ran up. Ran home and got into my tux and picked Jeez. up my wife and we we attended. That's awesome. Um, we, they we said, got... "How much is this going to cost?" I said, "Don't worry about the cost of the pretzels, Jimmy. Just get me and my wife at the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. And it's a deal. Yeah, yeah man. We we got to wrap up, but um, uh, I, I no. love this story. I know, I know. We we have. We'll, we'll get you back on. We'll definitely get you. Yeah, back on. I'm going to come to Philly next time. Are you kidding? I want to try the pretzels. Yeah, and and that's definitely yeah. what we're going to do for sure at some point. But uh, but I wanted to find out. Well, the... I can send them to you now. Okay. Uh, but I wanted to find I'm out. I'm on the... Gold Belly now. Yeah, Shappy Pretzels on Gold Belly now, so I can just send them to you overnight. Nice. But you, you had to have gotten huge feedback from that night from people, right? 
it was it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was one of the most fun nights of my life. Oh, dude. Sitting in the Oscars, looking around, watching 4,000 people just chowing on Philly pretzels like they were at a Phillies game. It was it was it was incredible. It was yeah. incredible. That's pretty wild. We're really. Yeah, I, was, I was watching Jimmy Kimmel the next night. And Guillermo del Toro, the director who's won a you know yeah. three Oscars and he won the night before. He sits down for his interview on Kimmel and he's like, "By the way, thanks for the pretzels." Yeah. <laughs> and they start talking about the pretzels, and Guillermo del Toro is like, "It was like mana from heaven." Oh my god, what? dude, dude, so, you, you, you're going to be a Fortune little... 500 company before oh, you know I said, it. I, I went on Instagram and I posted the video of him saying that, just like, yeah. you guys, look at this. This is unbelievable. Follow my Shappy Pretzel Instagram, by the way, if you're not on it. It's it's maybe my favorite thing about the whole company is the pretzel Instagram of it all. Okay. But um, so I just reached out and of course my all my like followers on Instagram were like, We know Guillermo the Toro or like, we know his manager or whatever. So within twenty four hours of him talking about Shappy Pretzel on TV, I was at his place delivering him a fresh batch the next night. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. Dude, oh, All right. There's a ton we have so to talk about. the winner goes right the Yes. I love it. I love it. Adam, we're so psyched for you, and uh, we, we will definitely be in touch. We'll be talking again yes. uh, in the near future. But it, it's You such guys a- are the absolute coolest. Congratulations on just an amazing run. I'm so glad oh. that you guys are still <laughs> killing it out there. Thank Thanks, you, man. man. All right. Abington native Adam Shapiro. Thank yeah. you, Shappy. Shappies, oh, wow. go pretzels. You got to yeah. go birds. He's all over, man. Dude, what a that's great amazing. Story. Yeah. What a great story. I'm so it. happy for him. I mean, did you just he, I want to make a pretzel. Really hadn't done it before. Oh. Nails it. And then you're, you know, Gamble de Toro's house is like a, a museum of stuff from Hellboy sure. yeah. and all the movies that he's done and Pan's Labyrinth. Well, I, I also have to mention that uh, Guillermo del Toro has a, um, uh, or at least had, a display. What do they call that at the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art? What's that called? Uh, not an exhibition. Display, an exhibition. Okay. And he uh, um, insisted that our friend David Seidman uh, have a couple of his pieces actually wow. at his right. exhibition. So David Seidman, who did work for us on the show years ago, all so kinds of great photos. You know, it's right? amazing. We're surrounded by incredibly talented people. We are the the sort of eye of a storm of talented. There's nothing happening here. No. But we're surrounded yeah. by super talented people. It's amazing. Um, well, you know what I'd like to do? I, I, I know we ran way late with that, but yeah. he said it's a great story. And we have, is Jeff here? Is Jeff He's Ross here. here? He's here. Right, he's in the Agme Lounge. We're going to get to him in a second, but we got to give away these Springsteen tickets. We do. I'm going to take the first caller right now. 215-263-WMMR who can identify these 10 songs and we will set you up with the tickets to the show tonight. 215-263-WMMR. I'll play it one more time. This is Bruce on the road. So Bruce mentioning locations all over the country in his songs. These 10 identify the titles. You win the tickets for tonight. Here they are. So we need to get all 10 of those songs. If we don't get, we're, we're going to take one caller now. If we don't get it in a single caller this time around the following segment, we'll have to take multiple callers. Uh, so we have our first caller, and it happens to be Robert. Robert, morning, brother. Hi, how you doing there? Awesome, man. All right, so we've got 10 songs here. I need the titles. Can you name them for me? Okay. It's Johnny Bye Bye, Streets of Philadelphia, Thunder Road, Rosalita, Wrecking Ball, Spirits in the Night, Born to Run, Hungry Heart, Incident on 57th Street, and The Rising. 
That is incorrect. Oh. I think you got seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. All right. Just a, just a couple more. Couple more. That means we'll have another shot at it. Maybe Jeff could do it. He's a big Bruce Springsteen fan. He's a big Bruce Springsteen fan. See about that. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Uh, Jeff Ross will be here in our studio. He's going to be playing at Punchline uh, tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, is it tonight or tomorrow? No, it, tomorrow and Saturday. I keep thinking it's Friday. It feels I know. incredibly like Friday, doesn't it? Well, whenever you start pretzels, it's always Friday. Or maybe yeah. there's a show tonight. I think there might be a show when tonight. When we come back, we'll <laughs> ask Jeff Ross yeah. live on the air. Stay with us. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from Fishtown, it's Velvet Rouge. On the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, we got a last-minute call from a buddy of ours who happened to be landing in our city this morning for shows tomorrow night, by the way, at uh, Punchline and also Saturday. And there are scant few tickets available. In fact, he was telling us most of almost all sold out except maybe late show tomorrow night. They're going to go quickly. Yeah, please give some love to our friend Mr. Jeff Ross. What fun, guys. How you doing, Jeff? It's been too long. I landed, and I, I knew you guys were on tonight today, and... I don't know. When I get to Philly, I think of Preston and Steve. And I, I was like, I looked at my phone. I was in the cab with my buddy, and I was like, I got the direct line right now. I wonder if they're around. And I just called from a cab. It was great because at the time you're calling, we were waiting for Bert Kreischer to call. Right. And, then I, and and so Marissa's saying, that doesn't sound like Bert. Yeah. Uh, but I no, came in early. My, I'm seeing Springsteen tonight. Oh, Little nice. Steven invited me. No way. Whoa. So what? I was like, I got a day off. Let me just see what Preston and Steve are around. Because oh. I remember doing, like, appearances at your outdoor rock events and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I remember, like, either emceeing or just showing up. And I was like, man, rock and roll's still alive in <laughs> Philly. I want to go say... I want to go say hi. Well, this is a great town for Springsteen, which is about any town is. But you, you were like, you're not speaking out of turn. You are a hardcore fan. I asked you how fair you... Uh, how many shows you've been to? Give us a ballpark. Oh, I bet I've been to probably since the 80s, <clears throat> close to 100 shows. Oh, wow. What is it? Wow. What is it about the band uh, and, and, uh, and, the, and the live show? It's that... Bruce's ass. That's a succulent ass. I don't know why. <laughs> fine wine. Fine wine. And... <laughs> You know, I whenever I make love to my woman, I put on Streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> Very thin. It's oh my God, it's, it sinks up. I just—I'm a uh, Jersey boy, so it yeah. speaks to me. I'm from Newark, New Jersey, originally, and Union yeah. and Springfield, New Jersey, and I come down to the shore uh, with my family in the summer. So, Bruce is the soundtrack of my life. Yeah, absolutely. How did you and uh, little Stephen hook up? You know, I got a I got a, a a note from him asking if I would uh, talk to him about his his uh, foundation called uh, TeachRock.org, where he teaches uh, rock music, teaches music in public schools that don't have music programs. And I went down to the Stone Pony a few months ago. I think it was in November, 
and I uh, hosted a uh, a benefit there with Little Steven and Southside and all the guys. Southside Johnny, wow, yeah. It was a wild time, and um, yeah, Steven and I stayed in touch, and I, he hit me up inviting me to the show. I have a lot of friends in that band, so. Have wow. you been able to make the, the jump to Bruce himself? Yeah, well, it's okay. You know, I'm okay hanging out with the East Street band, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not shabby. Yeah. Yeah. I only met Bruce, uh, one, uh, you know, once or twice very briefly. <laughs> uh, not too long ago. Oh. Yeah. At the Stand Up for Heroes show in uh, New York. Oh. Is that John Stewart show? Yeah, 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 yeah. And John and Bruce have become friendly over They've the years. They've become really good buddies. It was yeah. actually John that introduced me to Bruce at this oh, wow. event. Yeah. It's funny because when you watch John interview Bruce, you could tell that it's he's a super fan. And initially, I think he was really nervous when he when he met him and would interview him. And now they kind of seem like a, they have a good rapport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, at the end of the day, you become friends with anybody. They're all human beings. But yeah. I get starstruck. I get really starstruck. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I think I'm actually wearing a Stand Up For Heroes shirt like yeah. this. One of my best days. It was a great crowd at Lincoln Center. That's awesome. I've never seen Bruce in a while, but a couple of years ago, uh, before the pandemic, he was uh, spotted in Wildwood, New Jersey, yep. on the uh -huh. Wildwood boardwalk, because apparently his son, I think, was uh, firefighter. a firefighter. And so he was down there for some reason, and word had gotten out, and there was a picture of him, and I was like, okay, let me look at the background. Let me see what's going on here. And, and I knew exactly where it was. And I beelined. I just wanted to. I didn't want to say anything to him, but I just wanted to see him with my own two eyes in the wild. Yeah. I didn't get to see him. I didn't get to see him. It was such a letdown. I had gotten there. First time I saw him, you know, other than concerts, was I was uh, in my 20s, early 20s. I stood outside the Asbury Park Convention Center to hand him a note <laughs> uh, asking to, to, do a sh to interview him because I was, like, guest hosting a talk show. Right. And then, uh, you know, and then I remember uh, uh, even before that, maybe I was in college or just after college, he came into a restaurant I was in and Lost his gloves under my under my booth. Whoa. And then another time, uh, Nils Lofgren introduced us backstage at a show, and uh, and more recently, John Stewart uh, took care of me at the uh, Stand Up for Heroes event. So you know, Bruce is like this, you know, this enigma that yeah. walks around. You're like, you know, I'm sure he's like uh, over it already, but I'll never be. Yeah. So, so Bruce is for you like uh, like Eddie Vedder is for me, and and uh, you posted a photo on your Instagram, Jeff. Not long ago where it was you eddie vetter sean penn uh wendy liebman i think was in the photo yep, as well yep, yep. and um how did that come about we were in hawaii um i was doing a show there it is i was doing a show uh with bill maher and wendy and for new year's and sean penn and eddie vetter uh, eddie's actually a good friend of mine he oh here's here's a good here's a good eddie vetter springsteen tie-in so I've been asking for years to do the Stand Up for Heroes show. Right. And uh, it's a great event. It's a great event. Severely yeah. wounded soldiers. <clears throat> they raise a lot of money. John Stewart puts everything he has into it. He had great lineup, the Lumineers, Springsteen's headlining, a bunch of cool comics. And I get there early, and Eddie Vedder and his wife, Jill, are in my dressing room, surprise me, along with uh, Gilbert Gottfried's, uh, you know, his uh, his widow, Dara, my good friend, and, and Gilbert's little kids. You know, they're, like, almost teenagers. <clears throat> and I'm so happy to see everybody. I had just flown in from L.A. Here I am at Lincoln Center. Right. And I make a joke to Eddie. I go, tonight's the night, man. I'm going to meet Bruce. Like, <laughs> this is it. Like, this is my guy. I'm from Jersey. He's born to run. If yeah. I ever got a tattoo, I'd get born to roast. <laughs> and Eddie laughs. He goes out in the hallway, and he gets a magic marker, and he writes born to run, born to roast on my shoulder. 
That's great. You know, just to make the kids laugh, and we're having fun. And I showed it to Bruce later on when I met him, and he looked at me like I was out of my mind. <laughs> like, oh, jeez, I thought this guy was cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I go down to the comedy cellar after. The show was great. Bruce was cool. He's like, very funny, man, very funny. I did my whole thing. And... Uh, uh, I go downtown and I'm like, uh, all the comics were like, Jeff, you got to get that permanent. Like Eddie Vedder, <laughs> yeah, wrote Born to Ro- wrote a wrote a Bruce Springsteen tribute that on your arm. Like, yeah, that's a story. And Eddie does calligraphy. Yeah, <clears throat> you know he's done his album covers and stuff yeah. like that. So I text Eddie in the morning and I go, I'm going to go get this permanent. Just letting you know. Yeah. And he goes, No, 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 don't do it, don't do it. Let me <laughs> let me take some time and really draw it nice. And I just kind of forgot about it for a couple months. And then on New Year's, where that picture's from, yeah. Eddie Vedder showed up, took me out in the parking lot. He's like, I got a present for you. Oh and gave God. me this book of art that he did with, like, my jokes and little tributes. And he did Born to Roast. What? Jesus. With calligraphy. Oh, my God. So then I'm like, wow. Like, huh. I'm Jewish. Not supposed to get a tattoo. <laughs> might be the one. You can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery, but then again, I know people. And then I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And you then, didn't do it. Oh, I didn't man. do it. I didn't do it. And then, and no one has seen this. This is an exclusive for the mm. Preston and Steve show. I was in New Zealand a few weeks ago with, uh, with Chappelle, and I had a day off in Auckland. And I did that. <laughs> okay. Oh, All right. This is God. an exclusive. All right. Marissa's there getting this. Uh, Jeff is taking his shirt off. I have a feeling you, you can't do the Jimmy Center. Oh! There it is. oh wow. Born to Roast. That's wow. really cool. That's, that is a great story. Yeah, Oh, my is. God. I mean, you have I mean, two giants synergizing for this tattoo. It's amazing. Eddie is extremely proud of it. Like, I sent him pictures. Danny Clinch, yeah. his photographer, captured wow. him yeah. drawing it on my arm that night. So it's well documented. Who did you turn? Did you did you vet your? I mean, uh, you want a top level ink guy? Who did you? No, go I was with? drunk in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I was like, screw it. I gotta, Who's around? Wow. And my buddy, uh, ex special forces, Big Jake, who does security, uh, he's like. You know, he's like, I, I want to go get a South Park tattoo on my leg. <laughs> and remember New Zealand? I go, what? <laughs> and he's, you know, we, we had a couple of drinks. He just takes a walk down the block. And he comes back. <laughs> 20 minutes later, he goes, they're expecting us at the tattoo parlor down the street. But I found this cool guy, Spider, in uh, New Zealand. Spider. 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 Yes. Who, uh, wow. He was, like, working on some lady's, like, boobs and i was like all right well she trusts him yeah and uh you know i got on the plane that night back home with uh with some uh hot ink on my shoulder wow it's wild. you do a ton of charity work and you you operate in these circles you know and and it's funny that like seeing you pop up on uh, pop culture you've worked your way into i was watching that pamela anderson documentary oh yeah you, and there's clips from the roast. And oh, am I in there? You're in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, good so, for her. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's uh, that just she was a great sport. Yeah, yeah. But that I'm, was for Peta. Right. Yes, that was the main. I came out in a full fur coat, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they started throwing ice at me from their 
<laughs> but yeah, that was the one where Courtney Love attacked me. Yeah, oh God. we had oh Courtney Love in here one time, uh, and uh, with Bert Bert Kreischer 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 jumped yeah. on Bert's back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh wow. He yeah. jumped no on more on. to my back that night. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so we had um, we had a tell in here, uh, not in here, but on here not that long ago, and I wanted to ask about bumping mics because I love that special yeah, it's on, great. on Netflix. Is um. Any chance of, of that coming back? You know, we're doing a casino gig in California coming up. We went, we popped up spontaneously at the comedy store in Hollywood the other night. So it's just this kind of thing we do when we're in the mood. You guys are just so good off the cuff. You know, like, I mean, your, your crowd work and, and your your ability to just improvise well, is, he, is really great. He, You know, David Tell, you know, he was going off about you. So complimentary. Uh, you know, and he's he was kind of saying, I, you know, I, like I have a reference in mind, and and you know, as he says, we're getting older. I I can't remember the second. I got to wait a couple of seconds, and but he's talking about you like laser focus. Yeah, and uh, and uh, he really admires it. You guys obviously have it's very fraternal. I love him so much. Yeah, yeah. It's funny he'll say these nice things to me to, to strangers, but when I'm around, he's like. <laughs> He's like, get out of my way. <laughs> Stepped on my joke. <laughs> you didn't make eye contact. I told you not to set me up like, you know. Yeah, no. It's like going, it's like going on tour with my great grandma. <laughs> but uh, I love him so much. Check out our bumping mics on Netflix. Uh, hopefully we'll do it again. I know we both want to shoot our own specials and do our own thing right now. But, you know, Dave's like my, uh, he's like my. Uh, he's just, he's the best. Something, my comedy guru. When I get on stage with him, I feel like he ups my game. And you both are super charitable, which like Dave's done stuff for us as, as well. Um, you know, and, and it's, and you, you, you know, you, 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 pl- you pay it forward. I wanted to ask you, cause there was a story that popped up about the show that you did at the, um, was a. Brazos County Jail? The, the Brazos County Jail, right. yeah. And there was a story where I think that they used video or something that related to one of the inmates there. Yeah. You, what, yeah. what happened there with that story? Oh, uh, it's kind of a grim story, but... It's, it, but it's, it was... I was like, that can't be true. It is true. I did a show in a maximum security jail. And it was great. It's on Comedy Central or Paramount Plus. You can watch it. And I get to this jail. This is a few years back now. But it's come up recently. Yeah. It's come up over it, New Year's. It was in the news, yeah. And, you know, I, I, it, there's a kid there who uh, I made a joke with. I said, yeah. you know, not my best joke ever. You know, but the whole place was white supremacists <laughs> with swastika tattoos and gangbangers with teardrop tattoos. And just this one little <laughs> squirrely looking kid, Asian kid, actually. Yeah. Not my best joke. I go, what are you in for? Hacking a computer? Mm-hmm. And he kind of laughs and goes, I hacked something. Oh, jeez. I oh, find God. out later that this guy hacked up a beloved in, a college professor and almost killed his wife. He wanted to watch somebody die. Wow. Psychopath. And, I admit, could... and, and admitted it. And wow. Then, the prosecution used the video of him making that joke to oh show the jury he had no remorse, so he got the death penalty. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I, so I'm seeing that story, and I'm like, no, because I saw the special. I saw that exchange. Yeah. And and and, uh, um, and, uh, and then, I, so I guess it's true. Wow. That's Pretty bizarre. intense. Yeah. It's, like, overly intense. <laughs> I know. Oh it's God. really grim. But the good news is the Supreme Court had to watch my comedy special. <laughs> <laughs> Performing at the uh, Supreme Court Christmas party this year. There, there's the next Shonda Rhimes series. <laughs> Your Supreme so, Court stand-up? Yes. God, uh, God. Supreme Court. Yeah, Clarence <laughs> Thomas is now a finale. God works in mysterious ways. It's like the, I, that guy who was um, 
Oh, who was accused of murdering, and then and he uh, he got away with it, and then he was being interviewed, and he went to the bathroom with the live microphone on, right. and talked about yeah, they, talking to himself, and he, he said oh, he killed him. That's uh, Robert Durst. Yes, yes, the Jinx. That oh, was yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Andrew Jarecki's uh, film, a credible film, Andrew. Here's another way to bring it all around. Yes. Andrew Jarecki, who directed The Jinx, about the Robert Thirst murders, directed Bumping Mics. No, no kidding. What? Yep. yep. You know, wow. we, it, it was... I, he's a good buddy, and I, I begged him. I said, dude, you do all these dark documentaries. You need to, some comedy in your life. <laughs> all right. And uh, he's the only guy you tell with trust because he knows him, too. And he directed Pumping Mike's. It's funny because you think of something like directing a cut, like, a, like a Chris Rock special and... and the, the, you got to have a director you can trust. You think, okay, it's a stand-up. I'm going to just point the, the camera at this stage, and that's yeah. that. But there's a lot more, and, and we've recently over the past couple of years come to appreciate more the art of directing mm-hmm. a stand-up comedian special. Right. So how how closely do you work with a director who's doing one of your specials? Very, very close. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a director on, some, on the Brazos County Jail. I always right. worked with director of photography and that kind of thing, and I would kind of... Work very closely that way, uh, but for a, as far as like a formal director, it's important, man. You want to get the right shot. You want to be shot from a, 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 an angle that works for the comedy, right? And doesn't make you cringe about looking at yourself. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big fan of watching myself. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Uh, so yeah, it's really important. What and a, also, th- there's a real art to keeping it simple. Yeah, mm, not yeah. overshooting and not over directing. Yep. What about lighting uh, of you versus lighting of the audience? Because I've heard sometimes if you get too much light on the audience, uh, people when you're watching it at home, you f- end up focusing on the people in the crowd rather than yeah. focusing on the comedian. My comedy's interactive, so for something like bumping mics, I like some light on the crowd because we're talking to the front row, we're walking around the room, so it's a happy medium. You really have to find it depending on who you are. If you're really doing a theatrical presentation, you want the audience dark, but I. I like to see the crowd. I like to be in it with them. Yeah, yeah. We're looking at your projects. You've got a uh, a movie called Max Dagan that's coming up. Oh, yeah, that's cool. What's the story on that? A little independent film I did, and I just did another uh, Pete Farrelly movie oh. out in when I was in Australia. And uh, let's see. Next week, I'm in Wilkes-Bar. Wilkes-Bar? How do you say Wilkes-Bar. it? Wilkes-Bar. At the casino out there. Yeah. Like a week from uh, tomorrow, well, I Hegan think. Sun, I think, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like a sprawling place. That's, I've never been to it, but if you go to this, it's like, it's huge. Yeah, so yeah. that'll be fun. So I'm on the road a lot and uh, working on some new stuff for uh, for Netflix and uh, yeah, life's good. <laughs> That's you know, awesome, I didn't really man. have an agenda. Like, I, I, I haven't been to the Philly Punchline. I'll be there all weekend roasting volunteers from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a very personal act, talking about my own life experiences more and more. I lost some really good friends uh, huh. last year. Sorry to hear Bob about that. Saget and Gilbert yeah. Gottfried. So yeah. uh, that's a big part of my show, but it's not sad. It's a very sort of hopeful, uplifting. No, when you talk out. about Saget, I mean, they were both friends of the show. Yeah. Bob in particular, right. he, him being from Philly. And we had just talked to him, and uh, you know, prior to you know, just a, a week or two before, and and uh, yeah, you your stories, and and it was I think it was you and John Mayer, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, I mean, uh-huh. you did some really touching stuff after uh, B- Bob died. It was it was I mean, it's weird to say it, but when you, it's comforting to see people reacting the way you did, you know. And he was Thank a good you. friend of the show. He was a great friend, period. Everybody yeah. listening, I hope you have a friend like Bob in your life mm-hmm. someday. He really was that guy. You guys got to. Got a feel for him over the years of yeah. what a good heart he had. And I think at his memorial, I said, Bob Saget, America's dad, kind of like 
Bill Cosby. <laughs> They're both from Philly, except Bob would put people to sleep the old-fashioned <laughs> by talking about his charity work for Sclerodermis <laughs> Research Foundation. Yes. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. you could use that one, Bob. <laughs> and he would. Too. And obviously, with, we'll miss uh, you know Gilbert coming in here, because he came in like like clockwork year after year and he was always great because you know you had Gilbert the, the guy kill. on the I gotta air I look those up I got to see Gilbert with you guys oh man he's great up. I got to look those up he, in but, fact, but the, when when the switch would flick when he would go into the the Gilbert Godfrey yeah, you, you know you come in and go, you know, yes. gotta get a water in it was hilarious water and anything else that there was available to eat yeah he was famous for taking everything home yes he was a psycho with that he would have, you know, his wife, Dara, is still throwing out soaps and toothbrushes and everything he found at every Super 8 hotel from Jeff, here to... Uh... That documentary about him, when I when I saw him with him as a family guy with kids, I'm like, oh my God, that's the antithesis of the way I imagined his right. his personal life. But his kids want, are... are, are... They don't look like him at all. No. I mean, you, you can see him in there. Yeah. But Dara's very lovely and the kids are... Beautiful and hilarious. Yeah, yeah. They're very funny kids That's also. That's great. Yeah, so, uh, you know, life goes on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I love your uh, your Instagram post for the gig here in Philly. Uh, you're, uh, you're superimposed on uh, Ben Franklin. <laughs> and you actually... You you segue right into Ben Franklin pretty well. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It, it upsets me how good that looks. Dude, Michael Ian Black commented, "You were never that thin." <laughs> Damn. Oh. Uh. Yeah, the life and death tour. There it is, coming to Philadelphia. That's excellent. <laughs> and then the line that's written uh, by you, I presume, says they call Philly the city of brotherly love because everyone looks inbred. <laughs> that's a cheap shot. Yes. Yeah. I love the cheap shot. Just talk about you guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's on the money. Uh, uh, hey, you know what? Let's have let's have Jeff be uh, a listener in on this in this contest because I want I want to take a caller right now and see if we can give away these Bruce tickets because you've you've been to a hundred some odd shows and so I just want to see if um, I'm not going to ask for your answers but I'm going to see if you think you can identify all these songs. I we think have, I can. Can I we get have, a pen? Should we I have, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. We have ten songs. I'll play yeah. it for you. How much time to, for each song? Uh, it's like a second. Right. So each song. Is you know how Bruce mentions locations around the country yeah. in the song. So each one of these is just a set of him mentioning a town or an area. So I'll play this for you. And by the way, get a caller on the line. We'll take caller number five at two one five two six three WMMR, and we'll start with that. But uh, I'm going to play this for you. This should not be allowed. I know. You're ruining 10 Bruce songs. I'll play it again one more time. Play it again. Here we go. It's a tough one, man. But we had people in the, and got eight of them. I heard that. I was really impressed. Well, let me go. Let me go. I heard to... Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Let me I don't go. Know to... if Greasy Lake is a real place. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if it is or not. <laughs> Who would want to live at Greasy Lake? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah, I bought a beautiful plot on Greasy Lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
right, let a me, grimy beach. Let me go to Paula. <laughs> she thinks she knows. Hey, Paula, how you doing? I'm well, thank you. Excellent. So we got ten songs here. Uh, go through the titles. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong until we get to the very end here. So just rattle them all off. What do you think we have? Bye Bye Johnny, Streets of Philadelphia, Spanish Harlem, Wrecking Ball, Spirit to the Night, Rosalita, Born to Run, Hungry Hearts, Lost in the Flood, If I Were a Priest. Oh, she, oh. she got nine. Oh. Oh. I am oh so sorry. God. I am wow. so sorry, but thank wow. you for the call. Thank I appreciate it. Right. She missed Greasy Lake. Wow. <laughs> Lost no, in the uh, Flood is one of the best no, Bruce she... Springsteen songs. What song? That one's poetry. Lost in the Flood. Yeah. I once asked Brandon Flowers from uh, The Killers what yeah. his favorite Bruce song, and he's the only other person that told me yeah. Lost in the Flood. Like, yeah. They just I, I, jammed together, didn't they? Um, Brandon came out with Bruce, or Bruce came out with Brandon. I think they did. Brandon's a huge Bruce fan, so yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm a, I'm a massive Killers fan as well. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Where I, is Greasy Lake, uh, Nick? <laughs> uh, well, there is. I don't know if this is the one that Bruce was referencing, but there's one in uh, the middle of Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It yeah. <laughs> you know, you just pick the fish off the top. Yeah. I feel like she, uh, and, and I feel this really, really sucks, but I think the one that she didn't get, I think she said the lyric and not, not the, the song name of the title. Song. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. So you just heard, you, at least you know right. nine. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll break and we'll come back and we'll start taking and call her until we get a winner. If we can't, then Preston, you'll just have to take him. I'll just catch up. Well, listen, Jeff, this is a great surprise. Thank you Are for you coming by me? here, Thanks man. for letting me bum rush your show today. <laughs> anytime. I had so much fun. <laughs> yeah, anytime. If any of you guys want to come out to the show tomorrow or Saturday, let me know. I we, got you. We're going to be actually in uh, in Florida. We're doing uh, spring uh, training with the, the Phils tomorrow. Tomorrow. Wow. So we're leaving today. Yeah, and, and then... We- yeah, then on uh, Monday we're at uh, Universal Studios. We're going to do a show from there in Orlando. So, are you kidding? You guys are all over the place. Yeah, yeah I love maybe. it. You know what yeah. though? If you come back uh, to Philly this summer because Bruce is doing two shows at the ballpark, uh, come see us then. You know, yeah, sure, cool have you back. For sure. Any time in August. Philly, man, this is a real treat. This took me right back to the to the days when we used to run around Philly. So it was great to see you. <laughs> love guys. it, man. Very great cool. to see you, all Jeff right. Ross. Everyone, yeah. we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we will. Give away those tickets, I guarantee. Stay put. Hey, you want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes we snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So here's what I'd like to do. I would like to line up some callers right now, 215-263-WMMR. We have these uh, Bruce tickets to give away. We had Jeff Ross stop by, so we didn't even do the Bizarre File yet. So we're going to do Bizarre File, Lesson Question, Trash Music News, all that stuff. We're going to have to, before we go to the Bizarre File, try to give these away now because I start tying up the phones with the Lesson Question and all that stuff. Let's do it. I would like to attempt to give these away now. 
There are ten songs. This is this has proved more difficult than I thought it would. Well, now we've only taken like four calls. True, and and people have been getting a lot of them. In fact, the last contestant got nine of them. There's one of them that no one has gotten all morning long, and it's not a deep cut either. No, it's a, it's a well known song, uh, which I am very surprised. Uh, so we'll have to sing. Do you want to describe generally? I don't. Okay. Nope. All right. Two, one, Would five. you like me to sing some of it? No. Two, six, three, WMMR. While we are waiting for these calls to get put up here, I do want to mention this again. We want to send you to Universal Orlando Resort. Orlando. Orlando. All right. Starting on Monday, March 20th, listen, weekday mornings at 8 a.m. for Preston and Steve's Photo Hunt Challenge. You'll get the clue on air. Then check out the photo gallery at WMMR.com. You'll be the correct number caller later in the show. And correctly identify the photo and answer from that morning's clue. You can win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. All right, for more information, go to WMMR.com. And we'll be broadcasting live from there on Monday. Wow. We are leaving, like, right after the show yeah. to, to get to the airport and uh, fly out today. So All of us, but Casey's going to quick get a workout Casey's going to get a quick workout in. i got to get a pump in, man. Come uh, on now. If people see you out and about not looking totally jacked, they <laughs> won't know. It's going it's to happen. Right. All right. Uh, let's see if someone can identify these ten songs. Ten songs. Name them when the tickets for the show tonight. We're going to go to John. He's our first caller in. Hey there, John. Hey, how all you right. doing? We're doing good, John. We would do better if you would name all ten of these songs and win these tickets. You ready? I'm ready. Go for it. Memphis is Johnny Bye Bye. Bronx Lost in the Flood. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just say the name. Just say the name of of the song, please. Okay. Sorry. It's going to throw me off. I'm trying to keep track. All right. Go ahead. All right. No problem. All right. You said Lost in the Flood. We left off there. Johnny Johnny, Bye Bye, Lost in the Flood, Does This Bus Stop at 82nd Street, Born to Run, Rosalita, Spirit in the Night, Hungry Heart, Wrecking Ball, Streets of Philadelphia, If I Was the Priest. No, you got nine. You got eight of them. Eight or of nine. Them. You got you nine, nine of them. You got nine, nine of them. Nine Everybody's nine missing nine this one song. Nine, nine times. Sorry, John. <laughs> it's the same one everyone's missing. Right? Yes. Yep. Has and any... Preston described it. It is not by any stretch a deep cut. No. Has uh, anyone gotten it? No. I'm sure when Bruce um, composed no, it. It's cra- I, I made check? Marissa okay. go check it. All right. Yep. And then this last time that I, I listened to it, I'm like, yeah, that's it. There's a little, okay. My, um, so, there's, a, there's a little piano part in behind it that is clearly the song. Okay. Right. That, okay. My fr- so I have a group of friends that are huge Bruce. They did a Bruce performance at her wedding. Right. Uh, I kind of want to have them listen to this and see if they can, just on <laughs> oh. the side, if they can get it. All right. Let me go to another caller. We're going to try uh, Taylor this time. Hi there, Taylor. Hey, how are you? All right. Good, buddy. So we're going to give you a shot at winning these tickets. You ready to try this? Yes, sir. All right. Name all 10. All right, Johnny Bye Bye, Streets of Philadelphia, Thunder Road, Wrecking Ball, Spirit in the Night, Rosalita, um, Born to Run, Hungry Heart, In the Flood, If I Was a Priest. You got eight of them. Uh, uh, well, actually, technically, no, you got you got all nine. You left a, a, a part of a, a song title out, but... 
Marissa, you're absolutely sure that one that I checked on? Oh, my God. Okay, because that's the one he didn't get. I'm so scared for all of us. I know. I I saw the lyric. And mostly for Marissa, in case it's wrong. Okay. There's no... Listen, she's got to have the right... No, she double-checked. Yeah, it's absolutely... We, we, if you know us, you know that we are perfect. All right, let me, let me go to, uh, let's go to our next caller. It's Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey. All right, Joe, you ready to do it? Yep. Give us the 10 songs when you're ready. Go ahead. All right, Growing Up, Streets of Philadelphia, Born to Run, Rosaletta, Hungry Heart, If I Was the Priest, Johnny Bye Bye, The Promised Land, Wrecking Ball, Spirit in the Night. No, that is incorrect. Uh, nope, sorry. All right, we'll go next to Kelly. Hey there, Kelly. Good morning. Hello, good morning. All right, Kelly, do me a favor. We, we, we're pulling for you. Name these 10 songs. 10 songs. Oh, wait, who's here? Hang on. Hold on, hold on, Kelly. Listen, your, yeah. your 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 signal was breaking up, so we lost the beginning of that. Say that again, please. Go ahead. Start from the top. Okay. It's Johnny Bye Bye, The Streets of Philadelphia, Jungle Land, Wrecking Ball, Spirit in the Night, Rosalita, Born to Run, Hungry Heart, Lost in the Flood, and If I Were the Priest. We got it! Yeah! And the song person was the one that everyone was getting wrong was Jungle Land. Yeah, everybody kept saying uh, Tenth yeah. Avenue Freeze Out. Jungle yeah. Land is easy for us because our bridal party walked down the aisle to Jungle Land this year. Wow, it was You're, meant to be. You are a diehard fan, obviously, Kelly, right? I am a diehard fan because my husband is a diehard fan. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> We're well, so excited. Well, this is going to be a great gift for him and yeah. you. You're going to see Bruce Springsteen tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. How awesome. How Thank awesome, you. right? All right, our pleasure. Hang on just a second, Kelly. We'll set you up with those tickets. Um, she did it. I'm really happy then. Yeah. Uh, oh, stop it. Yeah. Hold on. Let me go to the fifth caller here. <laughs> Hi, yeah. J- Joe, are you there? Uh, I'm here. Normally, I would say, man, I'm so sorry that you were the fifth caller in, but tell people who you are. So, Kelly is my amazing wife. Hey! They did this together. They were calling and they got in side by side. That has never happened as far as I know. The odds are staggering. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell my voice, but I'm pretty damn (laughs) sure. I love it. All right, congratulations, show. We want to hear about it, so tell us how the show went when you guys after you guys go, okay? We will. I listen to you guys every morning. You guys rock. Oh, yeah. we love you. Thank you. Joe and Kelly going to the show. Awesome. That's, uh, so, that's so perfect. Brent Porsche is going to be broadcasting yeah. from the event tonight. Yeah. Uh, Jeff you know, Ross will be there. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Ross will be yeah. there. Uh, Bruce Springsteen is going to be there. Uh, yeah. I heard tell that Bruce Springsteen is going to show up tonight. I'm trying to see where um, you can see uh, Brent. Brent. I'm not really uh, sure. I do know that tomorrow, uh, Brent has uh, got a live broadcast, and he will be uh, doing a St. Patrick's Day gig at uh, Dolan's Bar in Ridley Park. That's from 3 to 7. So if you don't see Brent tonight at the show, go see him tomorrow for St. Patrick's Day. Maybe he'll convince Bruce to go to Dolan's. Maybe soon. Maybe soon. Maybe here, Dolan. Maybe soon. Really good wings. Maybe soon. <laughs> Baby soon. Baby soon. All right. Uh, we got a plane to catch, and we haven't yeah. even done the bizarre. Come on. Now, 
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, it's brought to you. We're going to keep this one short, by the way. It's brought to you today uh, by Liberty Safes of New Jersey. They offer uh, delivery and in-home installation. The box stores don't. You can visit them on Route 130 in Bordentown or Route 73 in Marlton. Online at Liberty Safes NJ. Dot com. Uh, let's start. Oh, this is messed up. This is in Indianapolis. A bus driver is facing felony charges following accusations. He assaulted and choked a student on the bus. Leslie C. is now facing felony charges from an incident uh, that played out in front of a bus full of students. Uh, hands on, my, on your neck go round and round. So the boy's mother, Ashley, said that her son was left traumatized after the incident last month. She said he had scratches all up and down his neck. How old are we talking, kid-wise? Um, these are, I think these are grade school students. Oh, my God. So it all began when the bus driver had to reroute due to an accident. The bus driver refused to answer the kids' questions, Ashley said. Like, where are we, why are we turning around? And he wouldn't say anything. But they're getting scared. Or she wouldn't say anything. The mother said that her son who has special needs, by the way, became confused and attempted to get off the bus at an earlier stop. According to police, that's when C grabbed the student. Uh, Ashley said she grabbed him by the neck, pushed him into the seats, put her hands around his neck, and started squeezing and scratching. The other students were trying to pull her off. Police and school officials were called. At the time, officers were under the impression that the driver was assaulted. So the director of transportation met the driver, and they finished the route to get the kids home safely. Uh, and then after that, they found out what really happened. Yeah. And C has been placed on administrative leave pending an investigation. That yeah. is just... Might not have the disposition for that job. Yeah, that is messed up. Um, all right. The... All right. Another bad one? Well, yes, it's bad, but I need... Uh, the only reason I mention this story is because of a name okay. in here. Okay. Oh, yeah. The Diocese of Buffalo placed Monsignor Peter J. Papa Dick. <laughs> What? On Come leave on. for the second time Wednesday after previously allowing Papa the priest Dick. to return to ministry. When you enter the diocese, you, that's when you you have to change that name. <laughs> In a statement, a spokesperson for the diocese wrote that Papa Dick was placed on administrative leave after it received a child sexual abuse complaint. Uh, this is all just oh. bad. Papa Dick serves as the pastor of St. Alicia's Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga. Uh, the claim is more than 20 years old, by the way. Uh, Bishop Richard Malone placed Papa Dick on leave in 2019 after a lawsuit was filed under New York's Child Victims Act. He was accused of molesting boy in the 1970s. Uh, but Papa Dick had served a long term. Uh, you need to talk to Kid Toucher. <laughs> L- listen, Father Papa Dick, talk to Father Kid Toucher. Kid Toucher. That's uh, just uh, so, wrong every which way. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Peter Papa Dick? Everything. Is I mean, Peter Papa Dick? Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, you said no, Peter. I didn't even realize that. I don't know that. what his middle name is, but if it's Jack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, one more story is all we're going to have time for today. Let's end with something that at least had a happy ending. Yes, these are it. horrifying stories. This is a bad story. Oh, all right. But it has a happy ending. A missing 13-year-old girl from Texas was found. Yes. Over a thousand yes. miles for home in a locked outbuilding in North Carolina. I love this. Well, the, yeah. the reason why this, they thought she was dead. Yeah. Well, they they met playing video games, right? Yeah, yeah. So the teen was found outside a home uh, in the city of Lexington. Authorities said the teen was taken from her home uh, from the Dallas area from a 34-year-old man, later identified as Jorge Camacho. 
Uh, they met through social media, it says, Kathy. Uh, okay, but I, maybe, heard a video, I heard a video game that they were playing together. That might have been it as well. Uh, and they have been communicating uh, prior to her disappearance. The content of the chat was consistent with grooming and enticement, <sighs> oh, they boy. said. He enticed her to actually leave the home where he picked her up in the area. The Dallas Police Department was investigating the disappearance when officers found video camera footage of a truck uh, in the area registered to an address in North Carolina. Uh, they got in touch with the officials. They found the guy within 10 minutes. Yeah, no, that's, thank that God they, they did. The report was put in, but uh, they, they learned that um, the teen was in an outbuilding at the registered home. Macho was taken into custody. Sheriff's emergency response team went to the home. Uh, they located the building, and they found her. This guy had been receiving counseling from Father Papadick. Oh, my God. Kamato <laughs> uh, is facing the uh, multiple felonies charges uh, and being held on $1.25 million yes. secured bond because it was it was bad. But He's a lunatic. I, I add that it was good because she's safe, and uh, and they found her, and yeah. it could have been a lot worse because a lot of times you end up hearing of, of finding a body. That's what they were thinking. A body yes. or something like that. All right, so. We're going to move on to the lesson question. Uh, Nick, I'm going to have you pose that question, which, by the way, going to give away a pair of tickets to see Cats uh, tomorrow night at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. So what are we asking? Which real estate phrase was originally coined by Bruce Springsteen? Okay. <laughs> he had a phrase, and uh, he was the first one to ever say it. All right, 215-263-WMMR. I remember now. Okay. All right, which uh, real estate phrase did Bruce Spring- Springsteen invent, coin for the first time? We are listening. Let's see if you know the answer. Thank you, Bruce. That's why, that's why we do this, see if they were listening. <laughs> And we'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you this morning by uh, the Lee. Oh, it's by Red Robin. So uh, the March College Basketball Tournament is here, and Red Robin is offering 10% off all pickup catering orders uh, throughout March using the code MARCH10. Order today. And you can do that at order.redrobinpa.com. Yum. What's going on this morning, Steve? Uh, okay. Former quarterback, uh, Bears quarterback Jay Cutler is putting the Tennessee estate he shared with ex-wife Kristen Cavallari on the market for $11 million. Cutler says the house has too many bad memories, like the one where he needed to sell it to eat. Oh. <laughs> uh, and you don't know if you saw about this. The city of Glendale, California will temporarily change its name to Taylor Swift Eras. To honor the beginning of her worldwide tour during this one-week period, officials plan on seizing all 192,000 private homes as none of their deeds will be legally binding. Wow. Oh, oh, my God. And finally, Ben Affleck was spotted meeting with the contractors at the house in Pacific Palisades on Friday. Affleck apparently asked the contractors to price out the installation of a subterranean cave with a crime lab and a large stealth... He is Batman! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're gonna see if we do indeed have an answer. Bruce Springsteen coined uh, a real estate term. What was it? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Craig and see if he knows. Hey, Craig, morning! Good morning, it. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, my man. Alright, so what is that real estate phrase, brother? Location, location, location. Nailed it. <laughs> Hang on, Craig. Going to see Cats tomorrow night. Kimmel Cultural Campus and Cats is at Kimmel Cultural Campus on Tuesday. Uh, or I'm sorry, it's going now through Sunday. Let's put it that way. Uh, tickets and information at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. He's a cat. <laughs> music news time. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Ah. 
what is that? I have no idea. It wasn't me. It's this button that I pushed. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> it wasn't quite right. What's that labeled as? It's squeaky mic. I never. <laughs> I hit it accidentally, but I'm like, I never realized that was. All right, uh, but I anyway, like it. Music news brought to you by 80 Moyer Lumber, trusted experts since 1939. 80 Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. Visit them online at admoyer.com. Uh, Foo Fighters, Green Day, Tool, Event Sevenfold, Godsmack, Pantera, and more are all confirmed. Uh, for the 2023 Louder Than Life Festival. It's happening September 21st to the 24th at Highland Festival Grounds at the Kentucky Exposition Center in Louisville, Kentucky. A lot of big acts on this. Uh, so I'd mention all those Foo Fighters, Green Day Tool, Godsmack, Pantera, all that, but Queens of the Stone Age, Weezer, Limp Biscuit, Megadeth, uh, Turnstile, Rancid, Falling in Reverse, 311, Pierce the Veil, Run the Jewels, Swallow the Gravy, I made that one up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Corey Taylor, Coheed and Cambria, ah. Royal Blood, a uh, bunch of bands. Uh, so that's coming up, like I said, uh, Thursday, September 21st through the 24th at Highland Festival. I don't have on-sale information, unfortunately. What are you giggling There's at? a band called Viagra Boys. On Vi- <laughs> Viagra. They're playing on Sunday. I love that. Uh, a concert to benefit the late Ronnie James Dio. It's going to take place in California in May. Uh, Rock for Ronnie in the park is scheduled for May 7th. Rock? Yeah. Um, Yeah. May 7th at Los uh, Encinos Historic Park in Encino. And the event will consist of live rock music, silent and live auctions, food trucks, and fun for the entire family. Hmm. Uh, Rock for Ronnie will also benefit the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund. Uh, Okay, so there was a, a death in the world of music. A guy by the name of Jim Gordon. Actually, we have a couple of them here. Uh, Prolific and in-demand session drummer for dozens of acts who joined Eric Clapton in helping write Layla uh, for Derek and the Dominoes and later was convicted of murdering his own mother. He died Monday at the California Medical Facility um, in uh, Vacaville, I think is how you say that. Vacaville, He was was 77 years old. Um, But he has played uh, on so many different... Songs, it's crazy. He had been in prison for forty years, struggled with mental health, like really profound mental health. Yeah, he had uh, schizophrenia. Yeah, uh, and he died of natural causes. He was part of the Wrecking Crew, which is the core group of studio musicians uh, who played on just tons and tons of hit records for dozens of acts. So he was behind the kit for such memorable, memorable nineteen sixties album as albums as the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds. Crosby, Stills, and Nash's debut. Yeah. Also, Joe Cocker uh, and his tour that produced the live album Mad Dogs and Englishmen. Uh, the six foot four Gordon was also the drummer on Clapton's solo debut, which included such popular tracks as After Midnight and Let It Rain. And that's a mere sampling of a session work. He went on to play on George Harrison's All Things Must Pass uh, before convening with Clapton and others in Derek and the Dominoes. According to a 2016 memoir, by Rita Coolidge, uh, she and then-boyfriend Gordon, this is the part about Layla, she and then-boyfriend Gordon had written a piano progression in 1974, which uh, she composed lyrics, and they recorded a demo that was titled, Time, Don't Let the World Get in Our Way. She said they offered it to Eric Clapton, but nothing ever came of it. About a year later, Coolidge heard it, the piano coda in Layla, and we have a little clip of that, yep. uh, which obviously you know this part. And so she heard that and recognized it as repurposing of the work that they had recorded. 
Uh, and Derek and the Domino's keyboard player, Bobby Whitlock, confirmed Coolidge's story about uncredited work on the song. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs. Now, her relationship with Gordon, uh, this is uh, Rita Coolidge, uh, would end after he punched her Ooh. at a hotel during the Mad Dogs and Englishman tour. Um, so Derek and the Dominoes imploded not long after that release. He, and then he joined Traffic, and he played on Low Spark of High Heel Boys. Another great masterpiece. But he also uh, played music with and recorded, did session work with uh, John Lennon, Barbara Streisand, Neil Diamond, Merle Haggard, Harry Nilsson, Cher, Alice Cooper. Josh Groban. Uh, I don't know about Josh Groban or not. but. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> Randy Newman, Judy Collins, Steely Dan, Jackson Brown, Joan Baez. He played on You're So Vain, Sundown from Gordon Lightfoot, Rich Girl with Hall & Oates, uh, Rock the Boat with the Hughes Corporation. He was the guy that played drums rock on all boat, that. Don't rock the boat, baby. Um, but in June 1983, he killed his elderly mother with a hammer and butcher knife. Oh, my God. In her North Hollywood Hills home. and Probably just needed one. Now, after his arrest, uh, he told police he heard uh, voices in yep. his head, and they ordered him to do it. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Uh, but because California's then-evolving laws regarding insanity pleas, he was convicted of murder in July 1984 and sentenced to 16 years to life in state prison. And he was denied parole, and he died in prison, which is just, that's wild. Um, and then... One other story, and Steve, you sent me over. I forgot about this guy. Uh, yes. Bobby Caldwell. Uh, love the guy's voice. Best known for his 1978 hit called What You Won't Do for Love. And I'll play a little bit of this because uh, the title may not ring the yeah. bell. But you'll, you may recognize this song. It sounds like the Too Close for Comfort theme. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, R&B singer, the whitest looking guy you've ever yep. seen in you your life. But listen to the voice. A soulful voice. Yeah. You tried everything, but you don't give up. What a great song, man. In my world, only you made me do for love what I would not do. I love wow. this song. Wow. wow. <laughs> that last part was not him. <laughs> But um, he had uh, he he passed away. He was seventy seven years old. But at the time when that song came out, he was a skinny, white bearded dude. Yeah, and you never would have guessed that that voice came out of that body. Uh, and he was a great songwriter too. He actually got his start as a rhythm guitarist for Little Richard in the nineteen seventies, uh, and then he went Worked solo. Sweet, and he wrote uh, "What You Won't Do for <laughs> Love," and that hit number nine on the Billboard Hot one hundred. Um, and following that success, um, he, he, by the way, he had said in an interview, he goes, most of the, he said, the most uh, wonderful people I've gotten to know in the radio business, they all said the same thing. It's like a universal language, and it should be no barrier. There should be no barriers. But he had said that, yeah, people couldn't believe. They, people would show up and go, yeah. they couldn't believe that he was a white guy. The Rick Astley effect. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he wrote songs, a number of songs for other artists, including Chicago, Boz Skaggs, Neil Diamond, and Al Jarreau. And he wrote the hit, The Next Time I Fall, for Amy Grant and Peter Cetera. Yeah. Which was a... Next time I fall. Yep. Uh, Over his career, he released more than a dozen albums, uh, including Cool Uncle in 2015. Uh, He passed away from a rare side effect from an antibiotic, unfortunately. Uh, Fluoroquinolone is what it was called. Uh, So, sad news, but... Great song. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Yeah, wanted to pass that along. All right, there you go. That's the last item in music news. 
Uh, we have one last break to take. We're going to do that very thing. Come back in a second. Letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, and then we're on the way to the airport. Yeah. We'll be back yeah. in just a moment. Stay with us. Or we might be going to the gym. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> 93.3 WMMR and the Preston and Steve Show want to send you to Universal Orlando Resort. Starting this Monday, Preston and Steve are hosting a photo hunt challenge at WMMR.com. And you'll need the on-air clue to call in for the chance to win an amazing three-night trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. Only one place immerses you into the action of your favorite films and TV shows, then combines it with better hold-on-tight thrills in a way no one else does or can. Nobody tests the limits of absolute awesome like Universal Orlando Resort. Listen at 8 a.m. for that day's photo clue so you know what you're hunting for in the photo gallery. Later in the show, the correct number caller with the correct answer could win the grand prize trip. Preston and Steve's trip a day to Universal Orlando Resort for complete details. Wrapping up today's uh, program. Been a hell of a show today. It's been unbelievable. We had some surprises. We gave some cool things away. We made some new friends. We talked to some old friends. Yeah. Uh, this has been a really, really good show to end on before we take the thing on the road. And we're very excited. A lot of guests dropping by tomorrow in yeah. Florida. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to thank uh, the guests that we have had on today. Uh, thank you to our longtime and good friend, uh, Mr. Bert Kreischer. Yay. On the program. And you heard him say that he will fly <laughs> each one of us out on his dime. That's what he, I'm using his words, his words to the premiere of his film when it opens, when the machine opens. I feel like maybe we should take that clip and uh, tweet it out to him every single day between <laughs> so now yeah. and Seriously. the time of the premiere. At least once a week. Yeah. So his new comedy specials on Netflix, it's called Razzle Dazzle. Make sure you check that out. And then we made a new friend, Adam Shapiro. Yeah. He's an actor in Los Angeles. His wife is also an actor, very successful in her own right. But uh, during COVID, he wanted to do something else, and he started making pretzels. He's from Abington. And uh, all of a sudden, they became this hit. Everybody wanted them. Yeah. He was selling them out of his driveway. There was lines down the street. And he's like, all right, I need to really do this. So he got his hands on a bakery. And the next thing you know, he's applying 4,000 pretzels for the Academy Awards because Jimmy Kimmel asked him to deliver it to everybody, and they were under everyone's seats at the Oscars. Guillermo del Toro gives him a shout-out. Yeah, and he's a super nice guy, and he grew up listening to our show. Love it. Uh, So thank you, uh, Adam Shapiro, and it's called Shappy's Pretzels, and you can do a search on that, and he loves his uh, Instagram account. He has a blast doing that, so uh, do a search on Shappy's Pretzels. And then, had no idea, he's not even... He doesn't even have gigs till tomorrow night. They're sold out, and he didn't need to come by and promote, but we got a call from Jeff Ross. Yes! And he had just landed and said, can I come by the radio show? And we were, absolutely, please. And we spent a, a nice long time talking to him today. He's great. And he's going to the Bruce uh, show tonight. Tonight. Which is fantastic. 100 shows plus. And then we shirt off. He yeah. did. He did to show us a tattoo wow. uh, that uh, was Bruce-oriented and designed by Eddie Vedder. He's just great stories. Name dropper. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I wish I could drop those kind of names. You can drop names. Yeah, I was just going to say, you can. Not that many. Not mm-hmm. like that. You know, like Kathy? Eddie, like, he, when he said, he, I, he said, I texted Eddie. Yeah, I, and I go, that. You dirty bastard. Yeah. You've got Eddie's cell phone number. And, and Eddie texts him. That's really right, what solidifies right, it. Right. Yeah. Like, he's not just annoying. Eddie Vedder enjoys his company. Right. Huh. Um, huh. 
<laughs> and we know that guy. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's a, a Kevin Bacon thing. It's totally. Yeah. We're just okay. a couple degrees off. And I know you, so therefore I know them through you, and I was at the Academy Awards. There you go. Perfect. Eating pretzels. Per- yeah. Eating pretzels. Okay. Good. Like we all do. All right. Shall we get the letter of the yes. day? Here we go. Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President and Steve Show brought to you today by the letter. H as in happy. All right, H, and we have one more to go, which we'll bring to you live from Florida tomorrow, but we're going to give away a Pizik Round Barbecue and Fire Pit Kit from Landis Block. Landis Block, you can start imagining your own backyard paradise uh, by looking at the photo gallery online at LandisBC.com. So we give that away tomorrow. What's up on uh, today's show? Well, uh, we'll have uh, another pair of government mule tickets to give away for the Hard Rock uh, in July. And um, yesterday I had the close to the last Bruce tickets. You had the final one. That was really, I didn't think it would go as long as it did. Neither yeah, did I. Yeah. It was really amazing. But yeah. it was cool that that last guy or the last girl got it and then her husband was on the other line. <laughs> it was cool. so great. I was so happy listening to that. It yeah. made me, because they were both, you know, firing on you know, two different phones trying to get through, and they, oh, it's great. That's, yeah. that's uh, for those guys, I, I, I forgot what your names are, come by the booth while Brent is on. Brent is going to broadcast from 3 till 7 uh, at the show tonight. I'll be walking around with uh, our Roving Rock microphones, and we'll be calling into Jackie afterwards. It was Joe and Kelly. Joe and Kelly. So make sure you find, uh, uh, yeah, find the broadcast and go by. Joe yeah. texted in a little bit ago, so oh, cool. I'll show you that. Okay, yeah. Uh, get in touch with me, Joe. You'll, I'm easy to spot. Uh, short, bright blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> Can't miss him. Uh, strong resemblance to Brad Pitt. Um, so you'll find me easily on the floor. Anyway, on the program today, uh, not only is there Bruce, there is a, a killer show in Atlantic City. Nice. Um, and, God, they put on a great show. And um, I might have gone where well, I would have gone, definitely, were it not for Bruce. But uh, the Killers will be in AC, so we'll do a block of the Killers and then a gigantic block of Bruce. And uh, Brent will also do a 12-pack of Bruce uh, from, you know, 4 o'clock through 5.30. So, and we'll have it going into the show. So it's it's going to be a, a good day to spend with MMR. Love it, man. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors, too. Uh, our program, President Steve Show, is brought to you today uh, by Duncan. And the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Villanova University College of Professional Studies. Pursue the next you. And also by Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke doing car care right uh, tomorrow. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Do you, um, you guys want me to drive you to the airport? I could yeah, put, please. I could put yeah. uh, Jungle Land on, and, and I could get you down there. We could do I've, that. i got to stop and uh, pet a puppy on the way okay. and then rub my feet in the grass. But with that exception, um, it, yeah, it wouldn't take long. All right. We'll, we'll be down in a minute. Okay, good. All right. I'll so be ready to go. We're headed to FLA in Clearwater and then over to Orlando, and uh, we are happy to have you along with us. So that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye bye. On 93 WMMR. Hey, everybody. Griffith Energy Services is celebrating 125 years in business. We're offering $250 off an AC or heat pump, plus special financing with approved credit. Contact Griffith Energy Services today for this offer and many more as we celebrate our 125th anniversary. Griffith specializes in train, but surfaces all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. License number MTHVACR012278.